Hello and welcome to episode 214 of the Talk Nintendo podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Cassidy Gorbins, and joining me this fine evening, it's the one, it's the only, it's Mr. Jerry Jerkham. The one, the only, Jerry Jerkham. Now, should be a t-shirt. We should make those. Um, I just want everyone to know that I don't have the coronavirus, but I sound like I do. Um, those old actually, allergies, or is it a, an actual? It's the cold? old allergies. It's yeah, the old Kate, out, yeah. Caitlin was getting the allergies pretty bad for a bit. I think she's still getting them. I got like, and I don't usually get allergies too much, but man, yeah. like a couple weeks ago, my schnoz it would not stop running, man. Oh Woo! yeah, it was like a yeah. leaky faucet, man. I was like, oh, good land. Yeah. But good thing I work outside and I just blow snot rockets. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm is just... nice dude yeah i always kind of i try to take care of that business in the shower in the morning you know oh i know and, yeah but yeah i, I, I mean yeah. if you're in indoors, no, you don't do that the into worst. the pools oh no <laughs> oh i hate this person <laughs> no that's no of course not that's i mean no of course not. of course you don't of course you don't Mm-mm. that's funny i'd never do that but you know what I would do? Or actually, you know what I wouldn't do? Purchase from G2A again. <laughs> <laughs> Very good segue. Very good. Yeah, so um, we have a little PSA, a little announcement PSA. here. Um, because you know what? Sometimes we all make mistakes, and that's that's just how life is. And uh, we, had, we had a bunch of people um, message us saying that that site that that Casey bought the code from very innocently. My, my planet coaster. May I add the planet coaster code, um, that is, it is known to be a bad, a, it's bad. It's a bad shady dealings, it's shady dealings. Yeah, yeah. Cause essentially so. it's sort of, um, I guess it's almost like an auction site, but like with just buy it nows. So I was just, I was looking, I was like, okay. And I guess it's, uh, generally, how people acquire those uh, codes, um, you know, not necessarily, I don't, I don't know, I don't want to speak for everyone on the site, I'm sure there's some legit on there, but, like, I guess there's an overwhelming sort of uh, shadiness to it, in the sense, like, these people are getting review codes or, or extra codes somehow, and, and, and flipping them for cash, and then yeah. obviously the developers it's, aren't getting cash in that sense, so. Um, what's funny so is yeah. I think I may have mentioned that, like, something like when people, um, when people uh, have extra codes ask, or something, they'll ask uh, for review codes and then s- probably sell them on that site. So that's that's not good. So don't yeah, go there. Yeah. Um, no bueno. Casey, Casey, I'm, I'm gonna let you off with a warning. You're fired. Here. Now that Get said, nail in I here. did. I did. Now what's the site called again? G G two A. Yeah, I believe that was it. <laughs> yeah. Now I did go to g2a.com slash Cassidy Gorbans. <laughs> And I did see uh, an influencer's. Uh, there's a discount. You can type it. You can save. You can save six percent uh, if, if you type in Cassidy Gorbans. So uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that being said, no, that being said, kidding. yeah, overwhelming uh, extra money in my pocket this week. Um, no. Yeah. Of course. Now, so we just wanted to sort of get that out of the way because uh, a couple people had reached out to us. So, um, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, on to to more. More enjoyable things 
Yes. Or hopefully enjoyable things. You get well, any good grubba lub bub? Well, I, I, sorry, I don't mean to. T- oh, I will get to that. Wait one. I do want to address me. one thing. Sorry, sorry. I do want to say, um, that uh, y- that you do sound different this week. You sound kind of like, like the first. I don't know, first uh, fifty episodes of Talk Nintendo. I sound a little blue. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or maybe that I'm covered in snow. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I'm on a roll, baby. Yeah, you are. Jeez. Um, but anyway, uh, this is... Uh, it's because you're using the old blue snowball. That's that's the joke here that we used to record with, and now we don't record on those anymore. But just for nostalgia's sake, you, well, Casey thought, why not? Well, I was going to say, do you want to know the real reason why I'm using the blue? Mm-hmm. It's because I'm on the floor. I'm on oh, the really? floor as we record, yep. So essentially, I brought the old PC over towards my TV over the weekend because Caitlin had work on, like, Saturday night. So I was like, got the TV, you know. And, like, of course, I have the dual monitors. But, like, I was like, let's get the big boy TV over here. I could watch some of the football games and stuff. And and then out of pure laziness, I did not feel like moving it back over there. So I thought about <laughs> – I could I could have brought my other mic over. But I'm like, you know what? Yeah, like you said, for nostalgia, I mean, what screams out nostalgic more than episode 214, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Is that hey, crazy? We've done 14 episodes already since the big two hange. I can't even. I don't even remember what we talked about. We talked about everything. Oh, on 200? Yeah. Remember we had segments for all. No, I'm saying since then. It's like oh, the past yeah. 14 episodes. Who I knows? mean, that's about the only thing I remember is 200. Everything else is a blur. Mm-hmm. Well, um, but food, yeah. To Let's get, get back, back on to the what rail. you said, um, I did eat some delicious food this week. Um, I did have some Taco Bell right before. Ooh, no taco yawns. Um, no taco yawns. The, the line was too long. Mm, do they still have the boss burrito? They still do. Yeah. Well, no wonder yeah. why that line was long, dude. Mm-hmm. That was seriously the was greatest fast food burrito I've ever had. I know. In my life. I know. It, it's a step up, you know. It's 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 a step up from Taco Bell, but it's still fast food. Yeah, it's great. Um, but I was just thinking, I just ate something. Oh, that's right. And funnily enough, I had this while you were here too. Mm. But I've kind of got into chicken and waffles. I do like a good chicken. You know what it is? It's like there's nothing better than a waffle. At Nothing. all. Like, waffles are so good. And then chicken is just the best, too. So <laughs> I know. I know. So it's like... A great you know, one, you get, too. You get that. And so there's a place that... Guess what this place is called? And I and I meant to... You know, I meant to go to, like, ten more places while you were here. Our stupid stomachs are just yeah, we too ruined full. It. You know what we stupid. need to do next next time in preparation for, like, we the first... We should just eat less at the places, you know? No, 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 no. That oh. sounds <laughs> like some quitter talk. I'm saying two you remember? weeks... <laughs> Prior to the trip, okay. yeah, we start binging oh. <laughs> at res- our respective the, places. The you know? opposite. You're the literally, opposite. yeah. You're gonna work your way through everyone. You're gonna do like a test run of every restaurant we're gonna go okay. through. Dude, I, I'm gonna die. I have diabetes, <laughs> and I will do a oh, similar. Like, I'll do my best. You know, like obviously, yeah. like for instance, no chicken and waffle place. Well, I'll just have to go to to Waffle House and pig out. You know what I mean? Okay. But we each okay. for two weeks. 
We come in at prime, prime eating territory. Like we've stretched our stomachs. We're huge. We're the heaviest (laughs) we've ever been. But we're ready to take on the world, you know? Casey, you as a fat guy, I don't know. I could see it. And I think that's very funny. Like a round ball? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if we told the story about how we were we were so desperate to eat, to get hungry, that we literally just started doing push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Oh, uh, that's it. Let's go. We should have just uh, been like, just punch me in the stomach as hard as you can, Perry. Maybe I'll puke. <laughs> and you'll... <laughs> boom! And then we'll be ready to go again. There you go. But uh, yeah, so, right, so you've been chicken, some chicken I, and waffles, huh? So I, I ate at Jimmy's Egg. Jimmy's Egg. And I think it's even spelled correctly with an I E. Mm. How do you but not? It's a great restaurant there? around here. I know it's just it just couldn't make it. Someone's great a little dumb breakfast idiot. place, but it's you know, <laughs> and um, I had it last week, um, and I had it again this week, uh, and it was just you know it's just crispy chicken tenders. On top of a Belgian waffle, essentially. Mm. Powdered sugar and some butter and maple syrup, dude. And dude. it's just delicious. I mean, it's it's fa- fabulous. The Belgian waffle. It's oh, so Does good. Does it really get any better? I mean, like, seriously. Like, waffles and, like, pancakes. I'm a, Yeah, like, I'm a big breakfast guy. And even, you know? like, French toast, dude. French toast is so good. Yeah, I mean, there's I, not a bad breakfast food, really. There you know? really isn't. No, no, there really isn't. And, and like crepes, even crepes are amazing. And then you can start, br- you know, venturing French, out but... into like the bagel territories and English muffins. Oh, you bagels, know, and... dude, are you kidding me? Mm. Bagels are so good, dude. It's your well, fault. I was born in New York and I tried a bagel and I actually liked it, dude. Bagels are where it's at. And let me tell they you, are. they hopefully, really are. Hopefully, fingers cheese, crossed, dude. next year, events will be taking place again. And when we go to the we Long Island Retro Gaming Expo, dude, we're yeah. going to get you some authentic New York bagels, and you are going to probably gonna die. just die right then I, and there. I actually will die, because my blood sugar will go. It'll be worth roof, it. It'll be worth it, yeah. Oh, I mean, like... It, no one said it was easy have, to live the D life, Jerry. This is... I know. This is going to be a stupid question, but whatever. There do are no have, stupid questions, Do you have questions, Panera? Uh, yes, yes. Okay. Um, they have bagels there, you know, and, and they have like the cinnamon, oh, the cinnamon raisin, the cinnamon crunch Mm. bagel. It's like, dude, it's like, it like has these, like, (laughs) I don't know how to say it to make it sound. It's these delicious, like nuggets of like cinnamon sugar bites in them. And you, you do, you, you, you toast that thing and you butter you butter it and, and even cream cheese maybe, but even just butter, dude. Mm. Oh my goodness. Bagels are amazing. Amazing. The 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 texture when you buy even like I love toasted bagels. I love them. But even just a you know, just a untoasted just that, a, oh yeah, true and tried softness. Tried. That chewy softness. Honestly, it's I know oh. it's probably a little sacrilegious, but even a microwave bagel isn't bad. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I know it gets a little rubbery almost. But sometimes now I know why they kicked you out of Long Island. Sometimes you need that little bit of rubber. Now don't get me wrong, I'm gonna toast that sucker nine times out of ten. But <laughs> back in the day, I was more of a, you know, a microwaver. But um, I mean, like, yeah. But Isn't yeah, it's funny? so good. 
Like, how old were you when you realized that, like, reheating stuff in the oven is basically the only way you can do that? Like, I used to reheat pizza in the microwave. I mean, I've done that before when you're in, like, a real pickle, you know? But, in man, real, it's, yeah. like, it's like, if normal pizza is 10 out of 10, reheated yeah. pizza in the oven is, like, an 8 out of 10, probably, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's mm-hmm. pretty... Mm-hmm. Man, a microwave, that's, 100% like... 100% agree. That's, like, a 2 out of 10, man. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah. It's, like, sometimes you just have to do it. Sometimes you do. Yeah. You're in a rush, you know? Yeah. Microwaves got are, time for that. You know, microwaves are awesome for, like, I like reheating coffee in microwaves. It's so fast, you know. And popcorn oh, is yeah. good. Drinks, for, like, drinks are like, good in there. Um, you know, and... Um, dude, one time... <laughs> so, when I was going to school, my buddy came to visit, and, you know, like, we got up uh, early on one of the days, and we're like, oh, let's go get breakfast, you know? And we, like, went to this deli. We're like, yeah, we'll take, uh, you know, uh, egg sandwich, two eggs scramble, you know, and he's like, oh, uh, uh, we don't scrambled eggs here. We're like, what the, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, uh, microwave. It's like, oh, microwave eggs, dude. That's ba- that's like the bottom yeah. of the barrel, dude. Dude, by the way, do not microwave an egg. <laughs> I'd rather uh, I'd rather hey, uh, die in the ditch than eat hey, a, a microwaved egg, dude. No one, here's a, he, do not microwave a hard-boiled egg. <laughs> uh, and, uh, do, it, they explode? And not only do they explode, they're like insanely hard to clean off. So <laughs> another PSA. So don't be a monster. Gotcha. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah. I breakfast food with Jimmy's egg. I had chicken and waffles. It was delicious. It was so delicious. And I could, and you know, it's weird. It's right. It's, you know, what's kind of, you know, what kind of pushed me towards that was the chicken, uh, the McChicken biscuit from mm. McDonald's, you know, cause it, you know, breakfast food. I, I, I mean, of course I've done like. It's funny because it's stu- it's it, it funny because I've had chicken fried steak and I'm sure I've had like a chicken fried chicken breakfast <laughs> dinner. Yeah, but I, I but I've I've never but it still was like fried chicken in the morning sounds like yeah it's, it a little seems too a little cray cray you know but then like I finally the chicken and then it's like okay I can get the chicken and waffles now I I mean I, nothing was too crazy but it, that that is what broke the ice. For I think th- I mean I think the invention of the chicken and waffle plate was cuz it's like people were going out to the diner at like after all the bars and stuff, you know. Mm. So it was like, "Oh, it's like late enough to get chicken, but it's also early enough to get a waffle." There you go. We might as well get both, you know. Exactly. And, and, oh. and it really it's it's a it's a fabulous duo. Um you know you the waffle hungry. and you know like the old waffle cone, you know, the ice cream cone and the old story of the guys that sold the waffles and the guy that sold the ice cream at the fair and the guy that sold ice cream ran out of cups. So the guy with waffles was like, hey, or use this. And then thus the waffle cone and the ice cream cone was born. Then they fought it's a over the rights story. to the Honestly, waffle cone. There should be a video game about that story. Wouldn't that be a great video game? Two characters is one of them's like a dollop of vanilla ice cream and one of them's a waffle. <laughs> and it's a it's a love story. <laughs> What's keeping them away, though? That's the real question, you know? The circus. <laughs> mm. You know? Sons of gun. You know, it'd be like kind of like Toy Story 4. There's tons of stuff happening in the fair, and you got to get around, and you got, and then you finally meet, and then someone eats you. <laughs> and then, you know. And then Perry's waiting for you on the other side. <laughs> exactly. But, I, I, yeah, waffles, man. I mean, wa- it, it, I mean, oh, and also, before we get off waffles... Hot. I mean, like, okay. This is this is how I eat waffles. I mean, this is, you know, fresh, hot, you know, super hot waffle. Melt the butter on it, and then do you know what you do? You put peanut butter on it. Ooh, 
peanut butter, dude. You know, it's probably not bad, but that's not something I'll ever do. Dude, that no, that nonsense. You will do it, and then <laughs> no, because I'm not done yet. Then you put piping hot maple syrup over that thing. It melts the peanut butter, and it just, it's just, oh, it, like you, so you get butter, peanut butter, maple syrup. You get the, and then if every you're crazy, food, you put uh, some, and then you put some whipped cream and some strawberries. I mean, just it, you get the whole food pyramid on dude, that I'm telling you, waffle. Dude. Is now, essentially do, do not I, I do not sit there and say you're never going to try that because I'm telling you, that's foolish. You need to try this. Everyone needs to try that. It is so good. I could see unless you're allergic to peanuts, then that's yeah. your one. Nope. Then you're gonna try it even. You harder. gotta do it. But uh, it's so. Oh, but you know, piping hot waffle, melted butter. You know, and that's and then and then you gotta have the piping hot uh, maple syrup on top. It's gotta be piping. Now, and that's another thing. Now, how do you have your syrup? I mean, how do you prefer it? Hot or or not hot? Um, I guess, I don't know if I've ever really... How do you really, prefer it? I mean, to, all right, so when I have pancakes, right? This is a little off topic here. When I have, like, chocolate chip pancake, honestly, even when I have regular pancakes, I don't even use syrup. I know it's probably weird. Whoa. Don't use syrup on my pancakes. My waffles, Why? though. Waffles, they need it. What do you use? Nothing. Because, hear me Wait, out here. What? If you have a chocolate chip pancake that's all the flavor you need well a chocolate chip is different but what about a regular pancake uh i mean honestly nine out of ten times i'm having chocolate chip pancakes what <laughs> nine out of ten times you have chocolate chip pancakes yeah really? man, if i'm making pancakes you bet I guess, you sweet I mean, like, those I, chocolate chips well i just i didn't like you know if i eat out i never i mean if i eat places. out like like when i go to waffle house i get a blueberry I get blueberry waffle. Okay, then what do you put on that? That um, I'll I'll put butter and then like uh, not like a lot of syrup. I'm not a huge syrup guy. Sure. But sure. um, like usually when you get it from the Waffle House, like I guess it's a little warm because it's like in the container, you know, with everything, so it sort of gets uh-huh. a little warm. But generally at home, I guess it'd be room temperature uh, syrup. See, that's where. Okay, so okay, we are gonna go to my mom's house next time you're here. She's gonna make us waffle. This is, this is absolutely gonna happen. I can't wait. So I'm I'm glad that we I have bet this you she makes a mean chocolate chip oh, pancake, dude. Because I know those cookies are off the hook. Dude, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. She just made a German chocolate cake today. I love your mom. Oh, dude, me too. She's <laughs> she's the best. She's the bomb. Oh, anyway. when you come here eventually, if you ever do uh-huh. turd burger, I'll, I'll get my I'll... mom. She makes a mean chocolate mousse pie. Oh, dude. You ever have chocolate mousse? I, I have. I mean, not not too much though. But it's I do like love super. Mousse. I mean, like, how can you not oh, love chocolate it's mousse? It's so good, dude. Like it's. I always bust your chops because I'm like, that's what I want. And you never make it. See, you know what sucks is that like, if if you have your like when your wedding is and when we come, it's like not really gonna be a good time to yeah, do anything. Yeah, because well, what'll happen <laughs> is like you'll have to come like a couple days before so I can like. We could hang out beforehand. Yeah, you know? but still, it's like, I no, don't want to take all your time away yeah. from, like... <laughs> you Sorry, know, you know. Kate. I'll see you the rest of my dang life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah bachelor party. Yeah. You know what we're going to do for your bachelor party? Uh, we're going to eat chicken and... And, and waffles. And, 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 and chocolate chip pancakes. God Ooh. darn it. No syrup allowed. No syrup allowed. <laughs> That's funny. Um, anyway... Well, we're about 20 minutes in. So, uh, 
this is the time where Casey thinks that we were going to do. Um, put, so so we we very light light uh, playing this week, right, Case? I mean, very I, light I, I played a little bit of Pikmin Three Deluxe. It seemed fun. I was like, okay, I'll I'll play this when it comes out. I played the de- I played the demo. Uh, I played a few Picross. I dove back into that. Picross, Picross, yes, yeah, and Picross levels. Um, but what else I dove back into in preparation for this episode was a little thing called Mystery History. Mystery History. You <laughs> dirty doge. I didn't want you to. I knew you're editing this week. I didn't want it to be too easy for well, you. Oh yeah, way to go, you pickle brain. Yep. You ruined my week. Yep. But this might, this one might be the fastest one yet. Well, Who knows? you know, whole thing. And now I'm, I'm not at my desk. I don't have my pad. There's no pen in <gasps> sight. <sighs> my life's Wait, really? ruined. Can you get a pad and a pen? Nope. I'm sitting. Now I'm just gonna have to do it on the computer, like someone from the 21st century. Wow. Ugh. Wow. Ugh. Gross. All right. Well, no cheating. All right. But okay. So for everyone who doesn't know what this is, Mystery History is a game where we have 15 questions of yes or no. It's like 20 questions, but it's 15. Hey. Is it Pikmin um, 3 for the Wii U? <laughs> How did you know? No, that's not it. Um, <laughs> and that's the idea true. is uh, Casey's going to pick a game that I'm thinking of. Uh, he has to figure it out with 15 questions. After every, five, after, every, after every fifth question, so 5, 10, and 15, I give him a hint. Um, and the... The idea is it has to be on a pre on a historical Nintendo console. That's the mystery. Which history is anything part. but the Switch at anything this point. Anything but the Switch. That's right. <clears throat> so we got the 3DS, we got the Wii U, got the Virtual Boy, and by the way, it could be the Virtual Boy. So don't be like, you know, it's not. Don't be don't the don't don't. Boy. Uh, you have no idea. So don't don't. I, no. Every time I want to do one, and then you're like, you know, then you're like. It's not that, and I just and then I'm like, ugh. I'm just saying, it could be. All right, are you ready for my first question? Yeah. Is this on the Virtual Boy? <laughs> no, it's not. All right. Well, there it is. But I folks. got you to use a question. Yeah. <laughs> but that's good for me because I hate using them anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay. There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah, is this um, uh, a CD-based video game? This is, in fact, when you put it that way, in those terms, not a CD-based. All right. Game. Is this on the Nintendo 64? No. That's a dumb question because I know it's not. <laughs> you said no, right? <laughs> uh, I said now. Uh, when you think about it, in certain no, I was just I was just bullcrapping. It is not on the sixty-four. All right, is this a Super Nintendo game? No, it is not. God dang it, man! This is like an all-time record. Um, oh, I guess it could be a portable system too, huh? Um, is this a portable game? <laughs> this game is a portable game. Yes. Give it a boosh. All right, and that's five. All right. Okay, here's your first hint. Now, remember, these first hints can be pretty vague. You know that more than most people. Um, it is on a portable device. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, two music tracks from this game appear in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. 
Mm, only two. Is this funny? a first party offering? Like, is that including publishing or or develop like development or publishing? Like, is that both? Is it one no. of those? We'll go developed. Party? Um. Yes, it is. All right. Is this uh, played on a system featuring two screens and a microphone? Wait, what? Is this game say, say that again. on a system that has two screens and a microphone? So is this game either on the DS, the DSi, the 3DS, or the new 3DS? I didn't ask that question, but, but I that's asked the same my question, question, though, right? You, you I'm could, just making sure you understand that. You could right? argue all... it. You mean that okay, you I'm understand sure. it? <laughs> yes, it is on one of those systems. Yes, it, yes. All right. Um, and it, and it has two songs on Ultimate. Hmm, first party. All right. Does this feature one of Nintendo's flagship characters? Well, what does flagship mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, that actually is a pretty tough question. Um, I'm going to say... Well, just tell I'm me who say, the character is and say, I'll let you know if they're uh, flagship or I'm not. I'm going to say yes and no. I... <sighs> I'm just going to say yes. Yes. I. Okay. <sighs> is this a Wario game? If this was a Wario game, would I be? So, I mean, I, I'm not bullcrapping on that last answer. All right. If it was a Wario know. game, I would have obviously said yes to the last one, like 100. percent But anyway, no, it's not a Wario game. All right. Is this um, a platformer of sorts? No. All right. Give me a hint. Okay. The game begins. With the player's main protagonist arriving in Greenhorn Town. Greenhorn Town? Um, <clears throat> hmm. Is this an RPG? Yes, it is. Um, is this a sequel in a series of games? Um... Um, give me one second. And you said Nintendo developed, right? Or did you say Nintendo published? Uh, we said, you said developed, and I said yes. Okay. Because I'm trying, like, in my head, I was like, hmm, Golden Sun? But I guess that was like Camelot, wasn't I, it? <clears throat> Unless um, if it was joint. Yeah, yeah, can't, can't, yeah, yeah, Golden Sun would be um, first party developed, I would say, Camelot. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good. I mean, I, I kind of can. It's kind of second party, like like retro. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I would kind of consider that first party developed. I, I mean, since they published it, and <coughs> but there's like because it's, it's but like there's like other stuff that that I wouldn't that they have published. You know that, mm-hmm. that they like Dragon Quest. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. I'm gonna say no. This is not. You said it's. it's is this a sequel? Yeah. No, it's not a sequel. So a new game. Or or a new, mm-hmm. all right, all right. First party RPG. 
Is this on the 3DS? Yes. Is this game developed by the same people that ported the uh, the 3D Zelda games to the 3DS? AKA, no. is it Grezzo? No, okay. <laughs> no. I don't think so. All right, because no. I was thinking, I was like, Ever Oasis? Um, that, was a good, that was a good guess, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Did I ask if this was on the 3DS yet? You did, and I said yes. Okay, that's right. All right. Um, so this is my last t- question here for the last hint. RPG. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, I wonder if people are scratching their heads on this one. Cause you told me this was going to be a quick one. I didn't say that. I said it could be. Mm-hmm. I was just giving you hope. False hope. Yeah, it was false, all right. Um, does this game uh, feature a party of people, or do you play, or is it, I'm saying, I know it's yes or no, so it, does it feature a party of players? The alternate uh, would be like, it's like a solo guy, or gal. I am going to say, I I am 95% sure yes. That it's got parties? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess someone yep. hasn't been playing this mystery. I haven't played history. this game, which I was actually going to add as as I was that was going to be my first clue, <laughs> because that's actually a pretty good clue, because I think you kind of knock my taste. Anyway, yeah. anyway, uh, that's number fifteen or so. Uh, give me a hint, Arenaer. All right, uh, this game supports the ability to import any me and their trait settings from Tamodachi Life. Any uh, so. Oh, this man. game supports the ability to import any Mies and their trait settings from Tamodachi Life. Oh man, I. Cause, so obviously it uses Mies, RPG for the 3DS. <laughs> Is this Face Raiders? <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't it funny? It's um, like, it's like. It, it's gonna so probably I, just i'm gonna be like oh wow derp after i'm like done it, here. it really is dude and and you know what about this game i'm gonna give you a little bit to more think about it but i forgot this game existed and i was like oh my goodness you're right i was like what is this like and i was like that would be a good mystery history game because i know here's another hint we've talked about this game on the podcast many times I'll give you another hint. This I'm was ready. released on the same day, I believe, as Ever Oasis. Oh, man. I'm like... Uh, oh. I feel like I can, like... It's starting to, like, manifest in my head, but I can't come up with a title. Um, Isn't it funny? Just completely forgot about this game. Does it have a purple cover, or am I being way off? I'm t- Do you know... Uh, has a, I think it's a blue cover close enough what i'm looking at has a blue but it might be uh i don't know man um okay i'll give you one more last hint it has the word me in its name metopia that's it that's it yeah (laughs) so it's kind of like actually if i'm looking at it like some of them looks 
like it's blue on the left and then it does go to purple okay. so on the right side so. oh look at this yeah but yeah i was right yeah. jimmy was right no um yeah <laughs> yeah miss steel yeah like, yeah Vol- null and void <laughs> null and void uh yeah dude metopia remember this game she came and she went um, and I remember you, uh, it's funny, I remember you got like a, a crazy Amazon deal on the game, and then you sold it to Neil, right? Maybe. Remember that? Oh yeah, remember maybe that? I changed the shipping right to him or something. Something like that, yeah. Isn't that funny? And then, yeah, I think when the reviews came out, they were just very like, it's funny because now when I think about it, it sounds really fun. Like just the concept is fun, but when it came out, yeah, I think like Nintendo World Report gave it a six. Mm. And it was just kind of like just not very involved, and it came out during Ever Oasis. Oh, and Hey Pikmin. That's <laughs> that was, was it. Yeah. And all so right, you, dump all the so last 3DS games we got. And then the other thing was that that came right around Splatoon Two. Oh, dude! Um, Free Metopia casting call demo. <laughs> yeah. You um, can give it a whirl. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it. So, and this was kind of like a. So why the sequel thing? I was like, well, I don't know if they consider this an actual sequel to Tamadachi Life, but no one was calling it that. It's not called. No, you know I mean? no, no. Um, I, I wouldn't say so. And then, but then the funny thing, though. Well, yeah, and then, but then kind of like the whole uh, was it Mitomo? Is that what it was called? Yep, yep. See, that was kind of like in there too, and I was like, man, I don't think like a prequel. Anyway, Mitopia, great idea. I love the idea for the game, an RPG. You know, with your Mies, I love the Mies. This is like the the last Mii-centric game, really. I guess besides probably Mii Tomo's after it. They really ditched the Mies, which is a huge mistake, I think. I think the Mies are so fun. Um, I think fun they were just trying to distance themselves from the Wii brand. Yeah. And yeah. like, hey, we need to... That's what yeah. sunk us on the Wii U. Not You're that right. it was the Mies that did it, but like the, the right. not clear branding. I, so I get the I think the you're completely correct on that. I get why they did it. But I I really wish that we had Mies because the funny thing is there st- there still are Mies and there still are games that use Mies like that like I won't forget that you know like uh, like with Mario Kart you know like you can still play it in Smash Bros you know yeah so, yeah I think those still stick around as as so some I alternate they, characters yeah but, but I I hope they have a good comeback I think Miitopia in concept an RPG where you play as a Mii it just makes so much sense. But I think they fumbled along the way and probably made some, you know, some kind of like new age, like Nintendo decisions that, you know, they kind of just made it a little probably more on the boring side and no challenge. I think that's kind of what it was. It also came so, out, you know, July 27th, 2017, after the Switch was already out for half a year exactly. almost. Well, four exactly. months, you know. So yeah. I think it was also people were. Exactly. They were done with I remember. Their I remember readings. reviewing Hey Pikmin. And like Brick being me. like, oh, like Splatoon two. Yeah, <laughs> I need, like I need to play Splatoon, and I'm sitting here like, and hey, Pikmin, I, I enjoyed it, but it was just like, oh, yeah. So and then and then the same time, I wanted to play Ever Oasis too, and I had a little faint desire of Metopia, but then it just it, it completely escaped my mind. And, and then I don't the next know what thing Perry it knew, it was October 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Where, who am I? Yeah, what um, is going on? But yeah, I uh, I wonder if it would be a game that my wife would enjoy. She loved Tamadachi Life, so I'm I'm wondering if it'd be kind of a good entryway for RPGs. She likes Tamadachi Life. She likes Pokemon. If not, it'll oh, look beautiful on your shelf. 
That's true. I know. I should look it up how much they're going for. I, I don't. They're probably super expensive. 3DS games are expensive. Oh, I don't know if I mentioned on the show that I picked up three copies of Fire Emblem Warriors for the 3DS for the new 3DS. You're a monster. For five bucks a piece. Oh, for that cheap. Four ninety nine a piece. Brand new from Best Buy. You got it. Yeah, I just got it. But um, yeah. So uh, I thought that'd be a fun one. Just a fun little reminisce. Yeah, I mean, this was we were the the podcast was in full force. When that came out, and it was just funny that I just a game that I completely, completely forgot about. So, pretty crazy. Alrighty, well, I guess um, at this point, we're going to take a quick little breather. Because when we come mm-hmm. back, we're going to get into the old eShop Roundup and News Block. Um, and then, yeah, then we have a, a big old meaty, dirty mage. For the end of this episode, I guess oh, we could no, have the mentioned dirty that. Majors are back. We could we could have mentioned that before. We 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 trailed it along a little bit, but that's all right. So uh, yeah, we got a, a <laughs> we big could. old. We're joined by those dirty boys. We talked from about the waffles mage. for twenty minutes, but yeah. Well, we figured we could talk about that or the important stuff. Be, the waffles our, being important. Isn't our good friend Josh a huge waffle fan? I I I believe we've had that discussion before. Waffles and uh, hamburger barbecue. delicious and i love a big juicy barbecue burger Ooh-wee. you know if barbecue was only pulled pork or pork then you would just then call what's it barbecue pulled sauce? pork dude then what's barbecue sauce? exactly then if there was only one meat yeah pulled pork <laughs> then what is barbecue yeah yeah why yeah dumb i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> anyway it's time for the e-shop roundup the new Shop Roundup. Eehaw! <laughs> Here we are, brothers <laughs> Nothing and sisters. Nothing else to say. Dumb. Yeah, uh, dumb. <laughs> just kidding, Josh. Uh, no, we're not. Although, that's it. <laughs> although, uh, all right. So, the eShop Roundup is a part where we window shop on the eShop, and we look, and we look at uh, games that just came out that past week, and we, we, we talk about every single one. And, and we're going to catch up on the ones that we haven't gotten to. So Can we're you gonna- imagine? We'd be here for we'd be like we've have literally eighty hours of podcasting to do, yeah, and then some. Yeah, I was talking to Jules last week, and he said he's like 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 twenty something like twenty seven or something games came out on one day. Ugh. So that's why we're not doing that, and we're gonna uh, the first game I'm gonna talk about is one that Jules has been gushing about, and I and I I do want to play it. Um, it's called I Can Fell, which I'm not a big fan of the name. But uh, it's I K E N and then Fell F E L L. Um, and this is a turn-based tactical RPG, and I and I think it even has some, um, some what do you call it? Uh, the action commands, mm. uh, like uh, Ma- Paper like, Mario. Yeah, Paper Mario and Mario and Luigi. Um, and it kind of has a. It's a really nice, really nice chunky pixel, but but good, clean 
look to it, like almost Celeste-y, um, I would mm. say, kind of like a Celeste RPG is what I'd kind of look, make it like compared to. Um, but yeah, it, it, and I, I'd love to play it. Um, I know Jules has been kind of gushing about it, so he says it's really fun. So, oh, anyway. gusher. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it looks great. I can, fa- I can fell. It's on, it's on sale, ten percent off right now. Um, and so it's seventeen. It's eighteen bucks. So it's normally twenty bucks. I smell a, I smell a physical release somewhere. <laughs> Oh. oh, yeah. Well, I, I just might, wanted yeah. to, yeah. <laughs> yeah Maybe can. one day, so it could be featured. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, me, I picked a little game called Big Blue Bubble Presents Foregone. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, that was yeah. funny. Foregone, it is uh, $29.99, and this is a fast and fluid 2D platformer, action platformer, excuse me. Um, really cool looking art, uh, like, pixely but you know i'm i'm looking at the screen here it's got like a big bird enemy like lots of colors really big on the screen um but yeah it looks like a lot of fun uh you know sort of i, I do not see this game foregone f-o-r-e-g-o-n-e <coughs> what's the icon look like uh it is a woman with a bow jumping in the air shooting down at like a he's huge oh i guess sort of goblin-esque uh he's purple green eyes yeah this is cool he's got big old like literal blades oh yeah it looks like dead cells looks like dead cells looks just like dead cells so it looks uh looks pretty darn cool and um scabadaboosh 29.99 dead cells you're dead cells yeah i mean they even have like it looks like it wow yeah, it looks great though. I mean, that's that's not a that's a maybe. It's better than it's Dead a com- Cells. Compliment. It could be. It really could be. It could. But be. beautiful. Um, all right. Well, is that it then? For that's that's a pretty swift eShop roundup. Should we talk about pancakes for a little We're bit? <laughs> no syrup. News talk with Casey Gibson. It's the news. We are into the news here, and if you like Swift. We got another Swift one for you here. Um, I think we failed to mention the Pikmin 3 demo, or at least I think I, I think we did. We might have mentioned mm-hmm. it. Uh, but regardless, I should say this next little tidbit I didn't notice. Um, obviously, the save data is going to transfer to the full game. But completing mm-hmm. the demo actually gives you immediate access to the ultra-spicy difficult mode in the full game. And it says, and other perks. So uh, we don't know what that's going to be. But it's sort that's of interesting. Cool. Yeah, do you get like the, the super tough I mean, difficulty? Yeah, I mean, I, and I remember with Pikmin, the first time, the Pikmin 3, when I played it through, played it once, and it took nine hours. I just I just remember that. I remember really enjoyed it. But short little game. I mean, kind of perfect size. So um, I think playing, I'd probably want to play through it like normal again. But I love the idea of playing it through on a hard mode. Like, that, that, that's appealing to me. And especially, I feel like this Pikmin is sort of that game where, yeah, you could go through once on a normal difficulty and then double back. Mm-hmm. You already sort of have an idea of the lay of the land, right, and, and how things sort of play out. But then, obviously, they'll just ramp up the difficulty. So, um, And like you said, not that long of a game where, it, you know, it, feasibly you could play it back-to-back times on, you know, different difficulties and... Um, you know, not like get burnt out or anything. So, right, pretty cool there. Uh, I, I, well, I'm curious to see what other perks are gonna have, but uh, but yeah, definitely pretty cool and an incentive even for those people who are like, well, I know I'm buying Pikmin three. Oh, look, I can download the demo mm-hmm. and actually unlock something that's you know gonna make it mm-hmm. worthwhile. So, 
Um, so we have Pikmin 3 Deluxe coming out. We have uh, 3D World and Bowser's Fury coming out, which we don't even know what that Bowser's Fury is, which is really exciting. Um, what? Is there any other Wii U games? You know, like that you can... I mean, the, you know, they got Captain Toad, Tropical Freeze. Mm. Um, Devil's I, I, I Third. <laughs> Dude, I actually really <laughs> wanted to play that game. I, I, it just kind of came out at a weird time. I, that game actually did look kind of fun to me in a janky, stupid way. Um, um, you know, I, Star Fox Zero, to me, it jumps out um, it, as a game. And honestly, Pikmin 3... You know, how involved Pikmin 3 was, I guess the nice thing about Pikmin 3 for control-wise is that it always has pro controller support. Yeah. So they could put that over. And then I think that they, they have Joy-Con. They have, you know, Motion. they still have pointing, <coughs> I think. Um, but what what does confuse me is I just remember the map being so crucial to Pikmin 3. So taking that out, and, and I do want to say one more thing. that It, it actually kind of does surprise me a little and also not surprise me in the slightest <laughs> which is uh the, the they didn't really do any too much um cleaning up in pikmin 3 now pikmin 3 the environments are gorgeous but there is one aspect of that game that like stood out even when it came out like yuck, which is the ground texture i don't know if you if you see if you're playing it you see screenshots and cutscenes and stuff it's just this, it looks like like it looks like an N64 game. Like it's that kind of like a just a terrible ground texture. I wonder and is it yeah. just like plain? Is that what you're referring to? Like it's just sort of cuz I wonder if it's sort of almost intentional because obviously with all those Pikmin running around like to be able to easily No, it's not plain. It's just blurry. Okay. It's just so I was thinking it if it was it's just flat and bl- it just it's just one there's like no texture to it at all. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe with out. the no texture is sort of like they just don't want anything, you know. Yeah, like, muddying no, up good point. from all the Pikmin. Yeah, that could be. Um, but I still think it it just <coughs> looks bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like no matter what, it still looks bad. So anyway, but um, I will be picking it up. I definitely will be picking, picking it up launch it up. day. I will be picking it up. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, I think I think that's that's it on Pikmin three. Yes, sir. Um, now, I have some bad news. Yes. Now, well, my first, I have two bits of bad news. One is I haven't looked at the document for the show. Mm. Two is Axiom Verge 2. This is from NintendoWorldReport.com. Axiom Verge 2 got delayed to 2021. Mm. <coughs> now, you have played the first Axiom Verge. Yes, on the PlayStation 4. <laughs> on the PlayStation 4, like some giblet head. Um,. You probably heard Johnny Metz hyping it up on RFN, and you just had to buy it. Typical and Metz. I get you, and I almost, I almost got it on the Xbox One. You know what it was? I, so. When I went to PAX, I got a five. He like Tom Hap gave me a five dollar like uh, PSN card kind of thing. So I was like, well, oh. like I'll use this on that then. <laughs> you know. He gave you a five dollar PSN card. Yeah, I feel like he they were giving them out. You know what I mean? Wow. So I was that's like, cool. don't mind if I fondue. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, but yeah, uh, it says uh, developer Tom Happ made the official delay announcement, citing this the year's pandemic among the reasons for the delay. Mm. Um, he said originally shown in last December's Indie World show, Axiom Verge 2 utilizes a 16-bit art style 
compared to the original's 8-bit style and has promised new tools that allow for more deformation of the area. So I haven't played this yet. Um, I don't know why. I just I, I wanted to, and I got the special edition of it, and I bought that for you for Christmas too, and um, never had an ounce of will to play it. I don't know why. Do it right now. I don't know. Should I? Should I play it? Pop it open. It's a pretty fun All game. Right. I like it. Is it? And you Is know me. Okay. I'm not a huge Metroidvania kind of guy, but I still found it enjoyable. Okay. Well, there you go. There you have it. Now, next up on the old schnooze block, and it'll be our last piece, some Bravely Default 2 information is on its way soon. Um, okay, so we don't have any news yet. <laughs> no, yeah, it was the the eighth anniversary of uh, the release was just the other day. Apparently, I guess in Japan, I Is believe. It really? Uh, yeah, because it came out the tw- eighth release, it the ca- eighth year. Mm-hmm. It came out in America in 2013 February, I believe. So that would make sense, right? 2012 in October in Japan. Uh, so essentially, they they made a post, you know, about that, and then they were just like, hey. New information on Bravely Default 2 is coming soon. And uh, Interesting. this is still slated for a 2020 game. And it is October 20, 13th as of recording said. here. So I have a feeling that news is going to feature a, a, a good old-fashioned delay until 2021. Do you, do you think so? Do you think that if, if it... They tease an announcement about the game, and it's a delay. Well, I don't. They're not going to tease like, "Oh, hey, it's delayed. See ya." They're going to show off the game, show off probably the things they changed after listening to the feedback from the demo. Be like, "Oh, check out some of this other really new cool stuff we're doing because of all this." uh, You know, we won't be able to deliver till early 2021, but trust me, it's going to be worth it. You know. Mm-hmm. Boom! Like th- that's what I, I, I don't know, man. I that's I mean, that's I guess. I think I remember like I actually kind of stupid because I was looking. I think there was a, the Reddit thread was something along those lines too. Like, oh, it can't be a delay because, um, yeah, like why would they tease a delay? But I guess they said in with previous things with Square. I forget the example they cited. It was something where it was like, yeah, like they showed off a bunch of stuff and then like, hey, delay. Wow. So. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So yeah. who knows? Okay. Okay. It, it exactly. might not yeah. be, but I have a feeling. I can't imagine, like, say we even hear about it uh, by the end of the week. I mean, unless it, I, I don't know. I guess there could be a December, you know, maybe mm-hmm. early December or late Jan- uh, late November. But I don't know. Seem, seems like it's ripe for a delay to me personally. But I sure. hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But we have quite the, you know. The Hyrule Warriors is coming out, and people are kind of freaking out about that. Um, it's going to be good. I hope that game's awesome. I, think, I hope that game has a little more oomph to it than the original. Um, that first game had Pikmin. a whole lot of oomph. Not really. Not oomph. It had a lot of candy, but it didn't have a lot of meat. <laughs> the old candy game. Junk it had a lot of game. waffles. didn't have a lot of chicken. Not a lot of syrup. Not a lot of syrup. Well, no, I had a lot of syrup. Yeah. Didn't Too much syrup. Syrup. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I uh and so with that and then they have the Pokemon, you know, Pokemon's coming out with a new it's funny how they do the, they're doing the DLC, but they're coming out isn't that funny? There's a ninety dollar Pokemon you can buy. You can buy a physical Pokemon with the DLC on it for ninety bucks. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I guess right. I guess the DLC is twenty nine ninety nine. I'd a imagine fabulous right? idea. I mean, it's like they're even taking that concept even 
higher. It's like it's like first it was first of all, it was just like red and blue. Why not release two games and make, you know, a lot more money? No, no, no. It's it because like, we want people to trade and play with one another. Uh, sure. I'll take it. It's great. <laughs> I love it. And then it's like, well, how about we release a third one a couple of years later or a year and later, whatever, that has them. You know, so there's three of them. And, and then this way we have a release every year. <laughs> and then they do, they do that all throughout the time. You know, they do Pokemon and then Diamond and Pearl. Then X and Y come out, which, by the way, nothing... Z never came out. That was really weird. Nothing ever happened with that. But black and white, black and white, when that came out, they're like, why not do black and white too? Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> like, they, why not release four games now? And we got no shame, baby. Yeah, no shame. And then it comes to Pokemon Sword and Shield, and it's like, okay, release two. And then why not release the next year? Not even full games, just... <coughs> yeah, just well... Add it on DLC and actually make it cost... $30 more per piece. They're like, look, we're not making as much money, but think about it this way. <laughs> They're like, the DS games were only 40 bucks anyway, and think of all the less work we need to do on just a $30 DLC versus a full one. I know. Extra amazing, vacations right? for now, everybody. I definitely, I definitely don't think that they're going to have... I mean, it's not. I'm not... I am not in any way saying that that these new physical versions are, are a, akin to a black and white you know, two, but like a full sequel. Yeah. But I, I do think it's pretty, cr- I mean, it's, it's ingenious. I mean, can you imagine? That's, that's like almost a hundred bucks, dude. And what's going to, you know, what's going to happen? It's going to be the sorry moms and dads that are out there picking up little Timmy's three. Oh, it's a new one. 90 bucks. That's what he wants for Christmas. And he's already got the other one at home, you know? I know. And now he's got two copies plus the DLC. And he probably already, he probably already stole his mommy's credit card. Yep. And download the DLC already. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I already got it. I don't want this. I, You're stupid. I need V bucks, mom. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, v bucks. That's what Jerry wants for Christmas. <laughs> Jules, please. I, I want some V bucks. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna say this, okay? I've only bought the battle pass. I've spent ten dollars in Fortnite. <laughs> I bought that. I bought that three or two years whenever it came out. And I haven't, and I haven't spent anything ever. And don't even me, Mister uh, uh, Rocket League. Uh, uh, I had to open know. that box. You got it, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't. What's me. in the box? And then it was something like you already had. Yeah, I was something. like, yeah. This isn't the dabbing Man, ghost. A, this dude, is bullcorn. Jo- yeah, what a joke, dude. That, that's, that's a stupid system. But it got, it got Jimmy. It worked, and um, I doubt I was the only one. Mm-hmm. Speaking of being the only one, we're gonna come back and we won't be the only ones anymore. We're gonna be. Um, it's gonna, gonna get dirty by, up in here, Jerry. By the bad, the bad North himself, the dirty Jordan North, <laughs> and David, which we haven't seen for a while now. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. Uh, it should definitely be fun. We're gonna be talking about a, a little known NES game. You know what's really funny that I just realized? Your face. That. And that we had a really long segment about syrup, and it had nothing to do with the Canadians that we're bringing on for the mm. latter half of the show. Who likes Canadian syrup? <laughs> Canadian. <laughs> it's not like they devoted a whole country to it and put it on their flag. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not like David's favorite team's the Maple Leaves, <laughs> who stink. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> what, what jerks? We're a big bunch of jerks. You know what? <laughs> nah, it's okay. We're good. That's okay. We're good. Okay, Casey says we're good. Matter we're of good. fact, we're uh, great. We're just yanking your chains. That's how. That's how we go. As our friend Dan, good old Dan, says, we're uncouth. Uncouth sons of guns. And on that note, <laughs> we better take a hot second break and get some maple Giddy syrup up in here. Piping hot. Room temp. Greetings, and welcome to the Thirsty Mage, the podcast that leaves the house so rarely these days that it feels like awakening from a multi-year slumber. I'm your host and community manager for the Thirsty Mage Video Game Club, David Lloyd, and this week we are joined by the fine gentlemen of the Top Nintendo podcast in a playthrough of Crystallis, the SNK-developed RPG currently available in the Nintendo online service, and also in the SNK collection. Before interjections, I just want to remind everyone that for more details on how you can be a part of the decision-making process about what we cover on the podcast, or get access to free games both new and old, join us on the Thirsty Mage Discord server, or head on over to patreon.com slash thethirstymage for more details. And uh, joining us tonight uh, is the starting with the, uh, the architect for this particular episode, and he uh, joins us from the western side of the continent, NWR Reviews Editor, Jordan Rudick. So I was going to make a joke about how um, one of our guests' uh, football teams is 0-5, and, and my uh, football team is 5-0, uh, and 0, but uh, I just learned that his fantasy team is 5-0, and 0, and mine is uh, not even close to that. So uh, maybe the joke's on me uh, in the end. <laughs> you know, the fantasy team really is the only one that actually has any bearing in reality, right? I mean, he's making the choices. I mean, he's affecting and I, and that I can, team. I mean, the, if the Seahawks win, I don't. I'm not going to get any money out of that. The players might have some incentives to, you know, in their contracts, and they'll get money from winning. But uh, if I win in fantasy, I can get money. So, yeah, well, at the end of the day, I would rather my fantasy team do well than an actual uh, NFL team. But you know, <laughs> exactly. spoken like a guy who's seen a Super Bowl victory within the last decade. True, true. I should have been two. Should have been two. But yeah, yeah, should have been. Yeah. You freaking. Casey, let me get, let me give you uh, Pete let me g- give you a uh, hypothetical. If if you would you rather have would you rather win a thousand dollars every year for the past ten years or have a Jets Super Bowl victory once in the last ten years? Um, probably the Jets Super Bowl, dude. Wow, because we're ten grand. It's way That's easier amazing. to get a thousand dollars. Ten thousand is easier than to get ten is. grand. Yeah, probably. Then the Jets win in the Super Bowl, dude. Yeah, probably. Because if you take into account the money that people would have given you as well for making that choice, I mean the Jet. Yeah. I mean, if 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 that's part of the deal, you know, if that's part of the monkey's paw here, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> and uh, the two gentlemen that you just heard us is we'll start with uh, the first uh, joining us, the action RPG fan and the better half of the Talk Nintendo podcast, Mister Casey Gibson. Adio- uh, hello, hello, almost said adios. I was going to say, uh, actually, it's funny uh, that you'd mention all that fantasy stuff because a large part in why my fantasy team is actually doing so well um, is because of your Seattle Seahawks mm, yes. and uh, Russell Wilson and Car- Carson uh, doing the, the thing for me. Well, I'll, I'll finish introductions by asking my final guest if this sounds any less foreign to him than it does to me. 
He's the other half of the Talk Nintendo podcast and our favorite creative director from a 2E LLC, Mr. Perry Burkham. Yeah, I thought, well, hello. I, I, I thought you'd use the, uh, you know, and speaking of adapting to the talent that we have, and then I thought then you'd, you'd bring me in. But Unfortunately, <laughs> we're stuck with Jerry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I like to hear people talking about something they're passionate about, but... That's I guess that's so it's it's kind of boring but it's also fun so you know I mean, what we're I mean? gonna we were gonna talk about fried chicken or we're gonna talk about football um, I mean David, if, if yeah. you want to talk about hockey right now we can start talking about hockey and then Perry's gonna dip you off you know right what's fast. crazy guys <laughs> yeah. is you missed out we we had this whole segment it was like a whole segment <laughs> at the beginning of the show of our show of that you guys are hosted on on this one. That last sentence didn't make any sense, but we had this nope. big, huge uh, segment about chicken and waffles, fried chicken, chicken and waffles, and about syrup and syrup management and everything. And it's funny because it had nothing to do with with the, uh, the the Canadian boys at all. So this this is this is officially going to be uh, we're changing the episode title from Cristalis to Chicken and Waffles Part Two. Because um, I, I, yeah. I have some thoughts, obviously. Like, <laughs> I, although uh, the the biggest problem was that I didn't come across chicken and waffles until you know probably my late twenties or something like that. But if I had known, if I had known about chicken and waffles, me too, was, buddy. You know, when I was a kid or when I was a teenager or something, I mean, it would have been all over. Like, I you know, I would have had all the diabetes, all the you know hyper obesity. I mean, it would have been a big problem for me. Like, I, dude, and well, I. I've I discovered chicken and waffles already having diabetes and hyper obesity, <laughs> so just imagine where I'm at. Yeah, I, I don't know I don't know which is worse, Perry. I don't know which is worse. <laughs> I say, Jordan, wait until you discover real coffee, man. Woo, it's gonna knock your socks off. Oh yeah, uh, well, it we'll, actually we'll, will. I'll, I'll talk about real coffee when we get to the drink portion, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, Casey, my my whole university my my whole university time was fueled by nothing but coffee, like. And I still slept through my classes, so what does that tell you? <laughs> Regular caffeine wasn't doing for me any more than decaf. So, hmm. well, you, why don't you kick off uh, kick off this this episode's drink uh, drink section here? Sure. So I, I I tweeted about it, but I think it's something I mentioned on uh, last week's episode about getting free free coffee. So the, I guess the trick is to go to Tim Hortons around 10 a.m., uh, which is when they I guess they presumably run out of decaf or only have a little bit and I'll end up getting a free coffee every time. So my mom, my mom came to pick up my son, my oldest son to uh, take him to the park and stuff today. Um, I was, I was at home with my youngest. And uh, so she went to Tim Hortons to get me a coffee and she said the same thing happened to her. So she went, it was about, yeah, about 9 45, 10 o'clock. She went to go get me a large coffee. They didn't have enough for a large. Uh, so they gave her a medium, didn't charge her. Uh, sorry, no, they did charge her today, but they also gave her a, uh, a coupon for a free coffee as well. So th- this is this is my little, I hate to call it a scam. Like, I, I really do want the bigger coffee, but every time I go to Tim Hortons, if it's 10 o'clock, they probably won't have enough for an extra large decaf, which is what I usually order. And by the time I get to the front, they'll give me a small, a medium, or a large coffee and won't charge me. And then I'll just walk out, I'll, you know, drive away with my free coffee. So that's my, that's my little thing, my update on that little, uh, uh, situation with the Tim Hortons coffees. However, uh, this evening Freaking I, Tim. yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, you, you, it's not, it probably wouldn't be any better at McDonald's. Starbucks is actually the uh, most consistent for having the the coffees that I want. Uh, and I do have another Starbucks tonight. Uh, they've really, um, I'm really, I've really become a slave to their 
Starbucks app because every day or every every few days I've got a new offer where if you go if you go X amount of times you'll get all these bonus points or if you order like a latte and then a protein box and a breakfast sandwich you'll get like a hundred points and um, the the points are pretty you know, it's a pretty good ratio of points you collect to what you can spend them on. I've been using the points to get um, like pumpkin bread or banana bread either for me or for the kids. Um, but I've got a I've got a pumpkin spice. Sorry, let me I'll give you the whole drink name: decaf soy pumpkin venti decaf soy pumpkin spice frappuccino. And it's not bad. Uh, I think I prefer I prefer the the latte version. I think, but uh, I don't know. I was feeling really tired before we started recording. I was kind of I was kind of nodding off, putting my kids to bed, and uh, I needed something I needed something sweet to wake me up. So. I need something sweet all the time, but yeah, I, I got the pumpkin spice frappuccino. It's not bad. I think I prefer the latte form, but um, uh, one of the reasons why I got a frappuccino when it's getting cold here and it's uh, you know seven, it was seven thirty at night when I got it. Uh, the app got me again. One of the thing, one of the check, I have to order four things to get like a hundred points. One of the things is a frappuccino, so I got my frappuccino. That the app, you just another I, I'm cog totally in their ensnared. machine. I am. Oh yeah, dude, they, they, they got me. They've got your right. Where they want you. You're like, they have, they have. It's killing, this app is killing me. It sounds like Starbucks is the uh, mobile games of the coffee <laughs> industry. So I just want to Ouch. make sure, though, they, they had a, <laughs> a, a check, a box for you to check that was a decaf soy vente pumpkin spice frappuccino. Is that what you said? <laughs> Obviously. That, that's it's one not, of the boxes. It's not that specific. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking at the app right now. Collect 90 stars. I've got five more days. I've got to get four things. I need one latte, any latte. I need a classic chai tea latte, which is good because my wife drinks those. So that's two. I need any any frappuccino blended beverage and any protein box. So if I get those four things, I'll get 90 points. And I've done two already. I've done the so, But tell us the about these points. Frappuccino. Sure. Well, then you could probably use those to get free coffee in the yeah, future like, like give us give so, us how much the points how much does it no, take I'll, to get I'll, I'll tell you i'll tell you right now here's the thing to do so i figured Eight out a million I, and yeah. you get a yeah. small coffee that's right <laughs> i figured out the, the way to game the system is they kept changing what points were worth so what the so what it is right now every dollar you spend you get two points the points are called stars so every dollar you spend you get two stars at 50 stars you can cash it in for like a bakery item so like like I said, a pumpkin bread or a banana bread or some or a cookie or something like that. So I cash in fifty stars, which I would get by spending twenty five dollars, uh, or and and that's just straight up. That's no bonus points, right? But I'm always gotcha. getting bonus points. So I spend twenty five dollars, I get fifty stars, and I cash in the fifty stars for a three a three dollar a three dollar uh, pumpkin bread. Okay, so it's like spending twenty five. And getting three dollars back, so that's better than ten percent. I mean, that's pretty good, right? So it's to get ten, 10 almost ten yeah, percent back, yeah. So to get that, and then again, not including any bonus points that I'm getting, which I usually do, uh, it's it's a pretty good it's a pretty good offer. You can't, I don't think you can find many restaurants or fast food places where their reward program is giving you like almost ten percent back. So. Mm-hmm. It's a good one, and I, I'm yeah, like I said, they, they've got me in their in their claws. I'm I'm you know. Trying to cut back, we were trying to save up a little bit of money uh, heading into the next year. <laughs> They're like, we can fix that problem. They, yeah, yeah. And the day, the day I say I'm saving money, and then they, they come up with I some feel crazy. Like there's a guy that works for Starbucks. He's assigned to the Jordan Rudeck account. 
Like just like, <laughs> work frankly, on this algorithm. We got this guy in our crosshairs. I, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to go back and see, especially 2020 at the end of this year. Here's what I'll do. Well, in our, one of our final, whatever our final crossover episode is of the year, I'm going to go through and I'm going to calculate how much I spent at Starbucks and we can place bets. You guys can place bets on how much money do you think I spent at Starbucks this year? Because I think it's a fairly high number and I'm definitely going to be embarrassed mm-hmm. by it. So stay tuned well, for that. Considering a, a normal coffee costs like four bucks plus it. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm not getting the norm, I'm not getting any yeah. normal coffees. Everything I get is $6 plus. So jeez. Canadian dollars. I tell you, yes. yeah, that is true. Yeah. Uh, Folgers, man. I get like a big 10 out, a $10 thing and it lasts me weeks. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then you break do. your coffee pot once a month, so that costs you forty, thirty dollars every. every uh, dude, I wish I break this coffee pot. It, it is. It doesn't hold a candle to my old one. Oh, sorry to hear that. Sad, sad times. Sad times. You have a name for your coffee pots? No, oh, I wish no, you did. I, I have not named he it. Kills, he kills them too quickly to name them. Well, the last one was Mister Coffee because like that was the brand. Uh-huh. So you can, you can call it Mister Coffee. This one though, you should name it like I, I figured you would name it like a Jets coach. Why would I want to do that? Because then you'd break it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, does uh, either Perry or Casey want to jump in with a? Well, you already know what I'm beverage. Drinking. Good old H two O. Good old fashioned H two O. You know, it, it might have been a coffee or, or something a little more crazy, but you know, we have to conform for the one West Coaster on the podcast. And uh, sorry, record guys. these things in the middle of the night. So, oh yeah. wait, no, that's Jordan. Thanks a lot, Perry. Thanks a lot, Perry. Yeah, not you, Jer. <laughs> Dude, West. I, I I can't believe. I know. Isn't that funny? Like with, like you know, I can deal with the East East Coasters, but like the the West Coasters, it's crazy how different the time. What time is it? Is it eight thirty for you? It's eight thirty. Yeah. Good land. You know, it's eleven thirty for for the other folks on this podcast. It's ten thirty for me. It's not not too bad for me, but ten thirty is not too bad. Yeah, Perry and I are good. So if you guys want to knock off, go to sleep early. Perry and I'll just finish the podcast. Yeah, we can talk chicken right. and waffles. I'll see you guys later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah if are chicken and waffles, that might be a different story, dude. Chicken and waffles, amazing. Um, I David, I uh, I'm drinking a diet A and W root beer. Um, and I think we've we've thoroughly discussed my obsession with cream soda. It's back. We're back in another <laughs> cream soda drought. Uh, I've been in another drought for like, for like two months. I think I bought it all. I think I bought it all. You need to talk to the manager at Costco. I do. That's true. You know what? And I and I do know a manager of a Costco. I teach his kids music, so dude, maybe you've got the ins. I know. Dude, just I tell know. him like I need to know when this is coming in. That at least a week before, and you can get down there and buy them all. Well, I'll just have him order it for me. You know, yeah. can you just yeah send it to and my house? And then like there's like a, a truckload anyway. But yeah, I'm just, but I'll, I'll settle with the root beer. The thing about the root beer is is it's it's really root beer is so sweet, really sweet. In cream soda, mm-hmm. it's sweet, but it's not as sweet as root beer. And so I, I don't like it as much, but I do like root beer, and it's nice because there's no caffeine. So like before bed and stuff, it doesn't keep you up or anything. So. I think if you get crushed cream soda, the the pink one, that could be really really sweet. Mm. I'm not I'm not saying I, I'm not saying like oh, we for would sure. lean in that direction or prefer oh, that. Oh well, I, it's got to be that diet. That one can so. be quite sweet. Mm. Yeah, I love cream soda. That's like one of my favorites. But anywho, yeah. Well, I will uh, finish it up with I, as usual, the only one drinking beer. But uh, it's October, so I have to drink a German beer. 
And I have uh, uh, Weissen from, it's not from Germany though. It's it's from Quebec, but it, it's it's in, mm, in the spirit of a, a German beer from it's an Oscar Hoffman. Yeah. Proudly made in Quebec, but uh, but it's a, a Heifenweizen, or however you pronounce it. I, <laughs> it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a thirsty mage if I didn't butcher somebody's language. And so. it wouldn't be a thirsty mage if I didn't try to correct you. I think it's Hefeweizen. I I know I know I've told you in German, the the W's or V sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm told lots of things. When you have two kids, your brain doesn't. Uh, intake and hold the the information as well as uh, in my youth so. there's, there's no question about that when you said uh october and you've got like a beer for october i thought for sure you were gonna say pumpkin something <laughs> no but i did have a good laugh at uh, the snl um this week that had uh, they were talking about the pumpkin beer mm-hmm. and they had uh, people from boston drinking it and they had like the stereotypical boston guy flip out when uh, he started drinking the pumpkin beer can't so trust was, those uh, mass holes, man. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was pretty funny because uh, I think I've, I don't know if I've had pumpkin beer or not before, but I wouldn't be against it. I like to try any, any kind of beer. Uh, I'll drink it as long as it's got alcohol in it. Uh, wouldn't be a crossover episode if we didn't spend a good chunk of time on the uh, the drinks and then the food. So uh, now that we're 20 minutes in, it's time to talk about the game. So this week we uh, we played Crystallis, uh, the SNK classic uh, from back in 1990. Uh, came out on the original Nintendo, and uh, I think we all played it uh, on on the Switch, uh, some version of it. I think most of us probably played on the Nintendo Online service. I believe Jordan played on mm-hmm. the. Uh, the yep. SNK collection. I did, yeah. I try. I tried both, but uh, for reasons I'll mention later, I, I think the SNK collection one's a little better, a little more accessible. Yeah. So, and like I said early on, uh, Jordan um, had suggested this, and I'm curious if there was anything in particular about this game that made you think uh, I want to play this. Yeah. So, uh, I, I think I'll, I'll give you something very, very specific. Um, just because it's maybe a little bit of a, an interesting anecdote. So um, I used to listen to something called 8-Bit Radio, which was put on by, I think it's through IGN, uh, and Damon Hatfield would host this 8-Bit Radio, kind of like a podcast, where they would play uh, a bunch of you know classic kind of NES songs, maybe some arcade music as well. Um, but he, I think they only did like five or six episodes or something like that. They were like special kind of one-off podcasts. Uh, but one, I remember distinctly one of the episodes talking about music from Crystallis, and I could never get this music out of my head. The music was so good. I, I think this game has a really, really awesome soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter what you think of the gameplay, uh, which may, maybe hasn't aged as well as some others from uh, from the NES era, uh, I think the soundtrack is still banging. And uh, I was listening to it uh, a couple days ago uh, just on its own. And um, I you know, happily throw tracks from this song into playlists or um i don't know if it's on spotify i should look at that but uh just a youtube music playlist and um yeah i guess guess that's the kind of funny thing about this game is i knew about the music first probably before i'd ever played the game i don't i don't remember playing it as a kid 
uh, did come out in 1990, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. um, uh, which was, again, a little bit later uh, of an NES game, uh, kind of the middle of the console's lifespan, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, I don't remember playing it as a kid, but the music, uh, when I first heard that through 8-bit radio, uh, I, it, it struck me as like, wow, yeah, yeah, this is awesome. Like, I love this stuff. That's definitely what stood out to me the most, um, especially earlier on. Like, man, this uh, this soundtrack sort of slaps, you know? Definitely. Yeah, uh, how, so what did you guys uh, think of the actual game, uh, Perry? Like, what were your... What are your uh, generalized you thoughts know, on playing the, an old game like this uh, in 2020? I mean, it's kind of crazy. I mean, it seems... Like, my, my very first thoughts were like, this, this seems like... You know, it's super impressive mm-hmm. for NES. Um, you know, super... Like, when you compare... I mean, it seems like a late console, almost... It's Super Nintendo. The systems are... You know, the menu systems are, are actually pretty advanced. Um, the, you know, the fighting, the effects, you know, the, the graphics. You know, like, yeah, the first cutscenes and the, the beautiful... A story. Um, <laughs> yeah, the story. I mean, just everything about it was like, wow, this is... And, and, and honestly... I guess this is this is SNK, mm-hmm. and so I, I don't really know anything too much about. And that's you know that's something that I'm not a big huge fan of. Not not that I, that makes it sound like I don't like it. I just means I don't know anything about SNK too much. But you know, it's just it is kind of like out of left field. But I you know the the feeling of it. I mean, it's definitely you know totally gave me um, Secret of Mana vibes. You know this game and. Uh, and so it it definitely there's something cool and amazing about the production, but definitely the gameplay is just like very Nintendo. You know, SNK SNK is funny because they made a lot of arcade games, a lot of shooters, ups, a lot of right? like military themed games, beat 'em ups too. So to make an RPG like this, it was it kind of uh, it feels like it's kind of out of left field. At least for games that they made that came over here, I can't think of any that were like this one. But yeah, a lot yeah a lot of beat 'em ups. Um, I think of things like Akari Warriors and just other kind of vertical and horizontal shmups that they did. Um, I guess that maybe that's what makes this game unique as well, that it was a, a, something different from that company that had put out all these traditional uh, arcade classic games. I don't know that Crystals is a game you would play in the arcade, right? Like it's very much like a very, very lengthy adventure. Um, you know, it seems to borrow heavily from games like uh, The Adventure of Link, uh, Zelda 2. Um, uh, the original Zelda as well, uh, David. You in the notes you compared it to uh, to something like Ease, and I think that you know with the the combat and the um, the progression mechanics, absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say I, I know for me when I jumped in there too, I was like, all right, d- obviously being top down, right? And an NES game, you sort of get those Zelda vibes, um, especially as you're mm-hmm. you know you're you're using a sword, and if you charge up the sword, it shoots out a beam, almost as if. You know, sort of like when you get the Master Sword, you know, I guess that's in, um, whatchamacallit, uh, you know, when you get the full hearts and stuff and you, it can you actually blast out the sword. So definitely felt like mm-hmm. that. And then, again, like you said, sort of with the adventures of Link, you know, you're leveling up, you're gaining experience. So I, like that was my first opinion. Like, okay, it sort of, sort of is like a mix of these two games. And, um, yeah, I, I think the production value, like I said, the, the story, you know, it's got a story for, you know, NES games usually, at, you know, sort of uh, like, oh, they, they give you a little like, hey, this is it, and sort of go out there, but this one seems a little more fleshed out. Uh, you know, like Perry said, it's got like these menus and stuff, uh, which are, you know, a bunch of things going on, but they can sort of be a little clunky almost, um, especially when you like mm-hmm. like equip like a magic, and it's like, oh, it, 
is it equipped or is it not? Like, I don't know, a little weird. Uh, Obviously, a game from 1990, so you don't exactly expect everything to be perfect. But uh, but yeah, the the gameplay itself, I felt like wasn't terrible, uh, but it wasn't, you know, what I would say is the game's strong strong suit, uh, which... You know, for me, seemed to be more like I said, the, the production, like the the music is really great and the visuals are cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I felt like you know you had to do a little grinding, which you know, like oh, good, yes, gonna sure. kill some enemies, like go up a screen, come right back down a screen, kill some more enemies. Um, you know, which is it? It you know, I don't mind grinding, but you know, it's a pretty simple battle system, so it's not necessarily the most fun thing. Well, and it it's not just the simpleness of the system; it's just the, the 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 not clunky, just like the jankiness. I don't know of the battles that you know. It's a little bit off, right? Yeah. Like the, either the hit detection, the hit detection, or the um, the button, the the input timing, or yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, it's a little. It feels a little bit it, off. It, it goes it, to me. It's kind of like. It's kind of like you can see that in that Nintendo. I'm sure Nintendo wasn't the first, but just the way that like even on the original Zelda, that sword swipe feels, you know, mm-hmm. and then like Link to the Past, and 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 it just feels great, and it's just you know this this directional. But what's cool is the charge attack and everything is really cool looking, and, you know, and it feels yeah. cool, but. Still, I think it's neat to have all the different swords fun. too, right? That you you collect different elemental swords in the game, uh, and you use those because they'll do different amounts of damage. Or a lot of enemies will be invulnerable to one or two of the swords, and so you have to equip a different one. Like I think that's cool that like throughout the game you're having to go back to the different swords based on enemies' weak points, right? I think that that's a that's a cool thing that you hadn't really seen a. I, I can't think of another NES game that's like that where you're switching between different primary weapons to to kill things again a little bit of a zelda trope but the the charging up of the attacks the equipping the orbs to make the attacks uh make the sword stronger and just all the different types like a again i think it's taking something from zelda one even further and i i i I applaud it for that uh perry you mentioned a comparison to secret of mana and i think that's in the villages in particular i think that's very very appropriate like the buildings the shops and everything they look exactly like Secret of Mana. Yeah. Like they're, I don't think that's that. That's not. It, it's not even really subtle. Not that one company is copying the other one or something, but the 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 resemblance is uncanny. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like the flow of of movement and talking and and mm-hmm. everything just kind of feels very similar as well. Agree. Yeah, like for me, it seemed more like a a game I would have enjoyed back then, like when I was a kid back in 1990, like especially when you're kind of, you've got more time. Because one of the things that I got frustrated with is I I felt like, uh, like I don't have the, as much patience as I used to. So I, I kept going to a guide, like Absolutely. what am I supposed to be doing? Where am I going? And it just, and it felt, it didn't mm-hmm. feel very intuitive, a lot of the stuff that you're supposed to do. Uh, some of those we'll get into later, but it, it just, it felt like one of those games where you're kind of just like, you know, spend a lot of time just walking around and, and you, maybe you'll accidentally, accidentally find where you need to go or you'll figure it out eventually. It's, it's one of those types of games, which back then I think it's Metroidvania, you know? Yeah. It was more, I mean that, that the essence of that, you know, yeah, more, just NES game, <laughs> Yeah, more, <laughs> you know, more, more fun back in 1990, maybe not so much in 2020. And then it even got me thinking, it's like, you know, I, I don't recall knowing about Crystalis. Like, I know I, I don't follow SNK all that much, but I kind of fig- thought I you'd hear a little bit more about the game, and I was like, well, what was I playing back then? 
And then to find out that it was released, uh, in, the, in the US anyway, it was released in the same year as Super Mario Brothers 3, Mega Man 3, Final Fantasy. Mm. Like, these were all games that... Uh, mm. So they, like... You know, I, I remember playing all it's, of those uh, games. It's so a tough competition. It is tough competition, especially yeah, back then when so games tough. were they were probably like eighty, ninety bucks for those NES games. Uh, back yeah, then, and, and so. those you know, outside of Final Fantasy being sequels too, you already sort of have those fan bases. Um, obviously, Mario three, like Mario, was so huge, and and even Mega Man, a monstrous game. So definitely a, mm-hmm. a crowded year to come out, and you know, especially. I I can't speak, you know, I was born in 89, so I, you know, obviously I this is not something I was around for when it came out, but I would imagine the hype levels around a Final Fantasy coming to the states, you know, was you know, for people locked in was probably like, "Oh man, we're ready for this game." Where, you know, this game doesn't really have that kind of uh, you know, prestige coming from, you know, Japan where, you know, Final Fantasy obviously was a, a really big hit. I mean, there, there's there's a lot of other games from 1990 as well. Like, I mean, David, you pointed out a, a few of those, but like Star Tropics, we already did an episode on that. Uh, Dr. Mario, uh, Chip and Dale Race, Rescue Rangers was a pretty good licensed game. Yeah. Ninja Gaiden 2, Adventures of Lolo 2, Little Nemo. <laughs> like, it, it was a huge year for the NES, right? Like, kind of, it felt a little bit like, um, at least in North America, it's you know, the big bang, it's, it's the console going out with the big bang before the super Nintendo releases in the next year. And so it, yeah, maybe it's possible. Crystallis kind of get, gets lost in that shuffle, even though I think it does have a kind of a cult classic following yeah, nowadays. It's probably peak NES. I would say that 1990, uh, mm-hmm. I know we haven't, uh, we haven't pulled this out in a while. I don't know if we've even used it more than once, but, uh, I think uh, a good way to organize our thoughts on Crystallis will be to pull back, pull out the old, uh, good, bad, and the ugly segment. So, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We will start. Uh, we'll start with the good, and we've mentioned a few things. And uh, the first being that uh, the combat, the combat's pretty. Like other than the hit detection, that that's kind of off a little bit. Uh, the combat is generally pretty fun. Yeah, I think I think the I, again I like the idea of being able to charge the weapon. Um, I think the spells work pretty well. Um, the, the healing spell is obviously very very useful. Um, changing out the swords doesn't take all that much effort. And then you you can I think you can tell when when you hit things. Uh, it's just it's hard. It's the re- the feel like when you're looking at the screen, the reach of the sword compared to where the enemy is, mm-hmm. it, it does feel like there's a little bit of a gap there, right? Uh, and it's also very easy to be hit by enemies because some of them kind of run at you or move in kind of funny patterns and stuff like that. So um, it, it it's definitely challenging, but I, yeah, I think the combat itself, once you get the hang of it, works pretty well. Yeah, and I felt like sometimes it was sort of easy if you got hit once. Like, uh oh, you're gonna be in for a couple of hits. You know what I mean? Like, sort of, sort of, you know, back to back to back. But yeah, I thought the combat not bad. You know, I I wouldn't say it was like, um, like the the biggest selling point of the game. But like you said, more, you know, more often than not, it it got the job done. You know, some Mm -hmm. little frustrating things, but uh, you know, something you're gonna be doing a lot. Like, like we're saying before, you're gonna have to grind and and kill enemies. And it it is nice though when you sort of have like. uh, like, all right, I grinded out, I got that level, and then, like, immediately you're seeing 
uh, the fruits of your labor, right? Because it's like, oh man, now that enemy that used to take two power, you know, charge uh, sword shots, now is only dropping with one, you know, which to me is always a good feeling. Yeah, the the progression is really good in this game. Like when when you level up, you feel you you clearly feel more powerful, right? Like you see the change in the health and the magic meter, um, uh, maybe even from uh, the amount of damage you would take from an enemy. But but your power is very clearly defined. Like you you know that now an enemy that took three hits will take two or five to three or something like that. Like it, it, that that's kind of a there's no damage numbers, but I, I don't think enemies take that many hits. Really? So the yeah the the effect of a level up is quite uh, quite tangible, I guess. I, I like that element. I also really like on your little UI at the bottom of your screen, you know, that that life force. And I know they're two different gauges, but every time I'd just be looking over there, I'd be like, oh, I'm powering up my life force, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's it's a, it's a really clear UI, and it shows you everything you need to know. Like you don't really have to hit the start menu to find out any information like you you see how much experience you have how much you need to the next level up how much gold you have uh your your life mana uh, I, I guess the does it show you what item you have equipped uh at the time uh, i don't think so i can't, can't remember okay so that, maybe that, that's the one thing that might be missing from there but it's still it's still a very good uh very good uh, display of information yeah I, I i did a lot of run and gunning i i my strategy for the most part was to charge up the sword and just fire from afar yeah, yeah. That, that's what I would do a lot too. Until I got stronger, like if, if the if I went to a new area and the enemies were particularly tough, like that's a good way to stay safe is just to try to level up once or twice from range, uh, and then when you're stronger, it only takes a couple of melee hits, then you can go in for the quick kills. Yeah, and then we also we talked about it a little bit, but the 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 soundtrack was was quite good. I just looked up the composer as well. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's funny. The so the composer's name is uh, Yoko Os- Osaka. Uh, not a whole lot of credits uh, under the like. Mm-hmm. There was basically worked at SNK. Like uh, pretty much uh, everything on here seems to be an SNK game. Uh, started doing music in 1988, uh, I believe. Touchdown Fever. There's a few. Well, there's like four. The, he was busy. You got Fighting Soccer, Guerrilla War. POW Prisoners of War and Touchdown Fever. So that that, that was the first year, and then um, the last credit seems to be in uh, 1994 <laughs> with uh, a sound credit for Top Hunter. So um, got about uh, ten games to their name or so. Uh, Fatal Fury and Fatal Fury Two are on there. I'm pretty sure that they're known for having decent soundtracks as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fighting games usually do. I, I I'm not. Uh, I don't know a lot about that series, but. Yeah, I guess that's kind of funny. Um, maybe they 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 moved on to a different field or something like that. Or lightning I mean, struck. We, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They uh, did did well in the stock market based on the success of Crystallis. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did. I want to highlight one more uh, uh, good mechanic that I uh, really liked was the teleportation. Like I or the I guess the magic in general. Like you get a lot of different spells. Uh, the healing one is obviously a really good default one. Uh, but the ability to teleport from one town to the next, like. Not not something you again. Not something I really remember from an NES game like Final Fantasy didn't have that. I don't think I don't nope. know if the I don't think the Dragon Warrior uh, games had that. Uh, the NES ones, um, and then yeah, obviously Zelda had the warp whistle, uh, I suppose, but that uh, a much much smaller world uh, than that of Crystallis. Um, so yeah, I, I know, kudos to them for uh, I guess really making this feel like a full 
uh, large filled content filled with content kind of action RPG like it's it feels like a big game it feels like there's a lot to do for sure I guess uh, that we can move on to the bad. What what we didn't like about it was uh, Perry. Did was there anything uh, particularly egregious that uh, hampered you know, your your gameplay a bit? It, it, this is kind of like a it, it's kind of a small thing, but it's it's a constant thing, which is the 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 movement speed. Like I I in theory I love the how quick the character is, mm-hmm. but. When you're moving around and you know you're getting attacked by enemies or enemies can come out, it's kind of this like kind of like like it gives me like an anxious feeling of like like I'm moving a little too fast like I'm moving like like if if my speed was a ten, I wish I was going like an eight because it's like it, it's just where in the in the where you are at the screen, I feel like you kind of have to be really cautious, so funnily enough, I think mm. that I think the the movement and I think it's and it's you know the size of the screen would, would like literally and the resolution just ha- how it is like if this game was remade in a widescreen it probably would be like perfect but i don't know that that just stood out to me and i kind of every time I, as i played it it was just like Ugh. yeah like, dude <laughs> i it's funny you say that because i i remember distinctly one spot i was running and it was pretty early on i was it was like um leading up to the windmill um so it, it very early on in the game and it's pretty just a straight sort of like you know, pretty easy to navigate tunnel. And like, yeah, when you're running to the left, instead of you being in the center and like seeing, you know, equal sides, you almost end up going more towards the the side you're pushing at. Like, so yeah, like the, the quickness and, and you're, yeah, you're almost felt like, oh man, something could come out of that, you know, that side of the screen and be pretty much all up in my business pretty darn quick. Well, that was a secret of mana thing that I didn't like too. It was that you get too close to the edge, and then, yeah, an enemy hits you like out of nowhere. Um, mm, yeah, were, it's, yeah, no good. Did, was everyone using the D pad, or did anyone use Joy-Con? Uh, I used um, I, I used the a, Pro like Controller, so I think I was actually using mm. the the stick because the D pad's so bad. Yeah, I I was using uh, so I was playing on my Switch Lite, so I was using the D pad. Uh, I was felt felt great. Like it, it, it controls. I think it still controls really well. Like obviously, uh, that that switch deep uh, switch light D pad is pretty good for these NES games. Now I was just using my. Uh, I, I was playing handheld, but I just using the D pad on the Joy-Con, which usually I'm I'm not a fan of like the button style, but uh, it it felt alright on this one. But uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of with Perry where I I guess I was expecting it to be slower too. Maybe it's like a. a thing of expectations versus reality where like some of these old games you move you you there's a speed that you're kind of used to i'm also curious if there was any change like if if we were to play this on the original nes would that be the movement speed on like a crt screen or if there's a bit of trans like uh 
lost in translation when it like becomes emulated on the Switch, if the speed is a little bit off. Like I know uh, the we've seen that in like old Mario games where the 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 speed is just a little bit different. Like even in the Mario uh, thirty five, it doesn't quite feel like the old NES Mario movement. Like it seems like they've made some mm-hmm. changes there. I think it's funny with an action RPG like this, I guess maybe I mean, you guys mentioned some other games like definitely Zelda feels slow. Both Zeldas feel slower than this game. Like you're you're moving at such a fast pace that um, I, I, I thought it I thought it added to the flow of the game. I, I get it that you might not always know where to go or what to do, but it doesn't take long to backtrack or to go to do to go to new places. I guess that's kind of a good thing that even if you get confused uh, or you're trying to figure out where to go through trial and error. Um, you can get to where you the different things to try pretty quickly, you know. So that that I thought yeah, you know, it's kind of a plus out of, out of a bad thing, I guess. Yeah, I guess there's not usually a whole lot of enemies like on the screen at one time either, so it's easy enough to if you're on the way to somewhere to avoid. You can just walk around. You just them, walk yeah. around them. Yeah, space. even yeah, I was gonna say you can even get pretty close to them and and scoot right on by. I feel like, but um, but yeah, yeah. I think the other thing uh, that we mentioned that comes under the bad category would be the. The uh, act, like the combat of like timing the hits or or the um, the hit detection, uh, just it, it was there's definitely again, don't know if this is something that just did, didn't translate as well going from CRT to the to the switch screen, but it just seemed like there was a it was off by a little bit. Yeah, I think I don't think that's I don't know if it's necessarily a part of the emulation because I, I was watching a speed run of this game, uh, and I believe you the the speedrunner was playing on the original NES hardware. Uh, and and he he had mentioned like the the timing on the sword attack and uh, I think it has something to do with the the you press the button and you don't attack the sword doesn't come out like right away I think there's like a slight slight de- input delay there um, and so if that's happening on original hardware and this one is just just a matter of you know kind of getting used to that and, and knowing that every time you go into a, a combat situation you have to take that the the button pressing or the timing into account like you can't just it's not going to feel like that. That's where it really does feel different from something like Secret Mana or the, Legend, the original Legend of Zelda. Uh, the, the the timing and the, the the attack and the combat in those games feels feels really smooth. You know, just it still works, still holds up super well today. Uh, but here, yeah, a little bit, a little bit trickier. into the the ugly i i had a couple uh not terribly ugly but the the biggest ugly for me i think was the inventory management uh i believe there was like two menu screens that i kept flipping like always forgetting Mm -hmm. which one was like which button triggered which one and then yeah like start and select yeah 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 and then trying to like and then when you get into the equipment i just felt it was very clunky trying to be like okay like what do I did I equip the the this item? Did I not like which sort of? It just I don't know. Like obviously it's it's an old game and <laughs> you know they can only do so much. But I just felt like the the menu system was was one of the weaker uh, systems that they had in this one. Mm, yeah, I I can agree with that. 
and and I see you have this sort of written down too about having to um, sort of grind it out, right? We had mentioned like you can actually sort of get into spots, or, or I think actually Jordan wrote that down. Um, you can get into spots where like you can't actually do damage, and you sort of pin yourself in a, a bad spot. Um, the game, I like even when I first started, I went out of town uh, without speaking to everyone, so I didn't get the sword right away. Um, because normally I feel like like something would stop you, right? Like, hey, like why don't you go, you know, figure something else out before going out? But they let you just go right out into the world. Uh, and I was like, I don't have anything. I was like, I, I must have missed something. Um, but for me, I, I guess just having, I, I want to say, like, I'm trying to think the tuning of how much experience, maybe to how how many monsters you kill, or, or vice versa. It just seems like, like the whole grinding thing, like. You could go through, kill every enemy you see on the way to one objective, and like you wouldn't even be close to leveling. Like you, mm-hmm. ab- like it is absolutely required to like leave a screen, come back for the sole purpose of killing enemies. Which it's like not you know the worst thing in the world, but I, I feel like you should almost have put either more enemies down in the way. So it's like oh well, if you kill all of these, you will more or less sort of be close to where you should be level wise. You know, maybe like oh, maybe you got to come back and kill a few extra, but it just that or where the ones you do kill give more experience, just because I don't know. It seemed very much like unbalanced in the sense of just like hey, I pr- I've killed everything in f- in front of me, and I'm like still barely scratching the surface to a new, yeah, a new I level. Mean, it, it, and it should it should offer like you know like maybe a, a hidden area with a with a, a tougher you know. Bo- uh, boss or enemy they can give you the points that maybe uh, it's, it's your reward for exploring out but yeah just get to a to b hit the enemies walk off the screen do it again i mean it's just it's old school and don't doesn't age very well, well i don't understand the point of gating a boss with a level anyway like i spent 10 minutes firing sword blasts at the at the one boss in the swamp not and I was level three and and I couldn't tell him like I don't think I'm hurting like I don't even think I'm damaging this guy, and had to go to the guide and be like, is there some something I'm missing like am I am I not hitting the right spot of the boss like there's no other place I can hit like the only place I can hit him is directly in the face, so I went went and looked and it's like no you have to be level four to even damage him and it's like oh f- like nothing te- there's really nothing to tell you that other than the futility of never actually damaging the boss like. It's not like you could walk away and be and be like, well, maybe I got the wrong weapon because I get that was the other thing too is I believe you needed the um the 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 fire sword, like the game actually tells you, oh, you need this sword to damage the 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 boss. And I'm like, okay, I got the sword, and then and then when you put that one in with the, like not quite rem- knowing if you're actually equipping it, so I'm like, is my is the flame sword equipped? Like, what's the problem? So. Th- and so then I had to actually leave the that dungeon area there and spend like 10 minutes grinding on the, the enemies outside trying to get to level 4. And then when I went and fought the guy, the boss was pretty pitiful, really, by the time I hit level 4. And <laughs> well, like, well you, you were used to his untouchable form. Yeah, maybe that's the thing, is I got so used to the timing of his blast that it, it only took like 10 seconds to, to off the boss. But I just... I don't know if it's like, a, well, we need to force force the player to be prepared for later in the game, but it's like, ah, just let me get my butt kicked later in the game and then I'll grind or something. Like, I, the, the actual gating of, of not being able to actually do any damage, I think, was unnecessary. 
Yeah, it's funny that you have a game like this where it's not that the bosses provide a challenge, it's that you have to be the right level to fight them. And you, it's more like solving kind of like where to go next. You're solving little puzzles about what people are saying in the villages. Like you definitely have to talk to everybody. There's only a few, there's at least only one instance I can remember where you actually are gated off and it's near the swamp. You're, you're supposed to go to the north to this little uh, hut or this little, um, uh, uh, little house there. Uh, but you can't actually go there unless you're a high enough level. So the game, in, in some spots, I think it does uh, stop you from progressing based on not having enough level, rather than just sending you to a boss fight that you can't actually win, which is kind of stupid. Um, yeah, I, 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 I certainly can't complain about that. Like, I, I wish that maybe the enemies offered more experience or there were more of them. Those are good points. Uh, at the very least, there is good enemy variety like i feel like every different place you go there's a lot of different minions to fight like the dungeons are quite boring actually uh they're quite maze-like and um they they just kind of have the same look to them right like they're all kind of just like paths and, and forks and and crosses that you you have to turn left or turn right uh and then they all just kind of different they might just have a different color palette uh but they're all pretty much the same but at the very least it's different enemies that you encounter in each one and they might have ranged attacks or they might poison you or something like that so you have to be um uh, kind of learning about different enemies as you go along so that I, i'll give them credit for variety in terms of the lesser enemies yeah i think the uh the one thing about the game that that does for me too is it, it's going to be funny to say this because this is an SNK game but playing an SNK game from that time uh, makes me appreciate um, how well Nintendo <laughs> has always kind of been able to have that way of making games feel good like with mm-hmm. like when you think of like the Legend of Zelda like the way the combat feels so good there and it's like it, it kind of makes those games more special to me because it's like okay like these there's just like this this uh, the, the je ne sais quoi of like this this feels good like the the combat feels good the dungeons are interesting it's it's i don't know it just mm-hmm. it kind of you know the crystallis to me was it, it's a fun it was it was fun playing it for for what it was and and that sort of stuff uh, i certainly wouldn't put it in like a must play for for anyone like it's it's more of a curiosity i think uh, but but for me, my kind of lasting impression was is that, man, like Nintendo really really nailed it back then. <laughs> like they they really they really knew what they were doing. Yes, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Some might argue they yeah. still know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> not, the, not, the, not not in 2020. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was gonna they say, did, David, I thought you would. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, we need a repeat of that next year. Yeah. Um, David, I was going to say, I, I thought you might like the post-apocalyptic, uh, setting of the game, or at least the setup of the game, <laughs> yeah. right? You, um, you emerge from this hyperbaric or cryogenic chamber, uh, after a hundred years after this great war, uh, and that, that's kind of how the game starts with the main character. I think they're, I think they're nameless, but, um, yeah, again, uh, not, a not something we really saw a lot of, um, on, on the NES console, we would see it in PC games. Um, uh, Chrono Trigger has kind of something like that when you go to the future, but um, yeah, neat, neat kind of setup. I think it's a, it's a pretty fun game. I think there's a lot to it uh, if you're willing to invest. Uh, I would say don't be afraid to use a guide if you're going to play this game because it can get pretty obtuse, and it, it's worth knowing like what level you need to be uh, to to fight certain bosses so that you don't get stuck. Um, but just just one last thing for me uh, in terms of the version. So I played the SNK Collection version. 
Uh, and some really cool things about that are uh, the rewind feature, which you have in the NES game, but there's also the ability in the SNK collection to watch a playthrough of the game and just hop in wherever you want. So hmm. what happened to me was I, I I played about an hour, and then for whatever reason, I, I didn't save my progress, and I, I shut the game down. Um, I, I can't remember. I, I thought I saved my progress in the game, but not. I didn't actually make a save state in the collection version or the collection uh, main menu. So I, I lost my progress there, but it was very easy to just start a playthrough uh, that I was viewing fast forward it about an hour to where I to where I'd left off and you can actually just start playing from that point so I thought that was pretty cool like and it, again if you didn't want to play through the whole game you could just play through certain parts through this recorded playthrough that the SNK collection has so uh, I love stuff like that I think a lot of the other games in the SNK collection might have that feature as well so just a, just a really cool thing to highlight uh, the developers put into a collection like, I, I've reviewed a bunch of collections for NWR, and a lot of them don't have half of the features that this SNK collection does. So, you know, props to the team who put that together. Um, really, really, you know, feature full yeah, that's a very uh, version of these games. Original yeah, it's pretty feature. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know how difficult that is to, to implement into, into a game, but man, I, I was so happy to have it, and I'm, I think it's just really cool. Yeah, do... Uh... Casey or Perry, have any uh, final thoughts before we move on to last call? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess like you were sort of saying, it's it, it's and not a bad game, you know. And I guess you know, I would go out there and say, yeah, like everyone, this is a must play for any fan, uh, you know, of RPGs or retro gaming or something. But on the other hand, it is free if you are a member of uh, the Switch Online, you know. So you you know. I guess it's not free, but you have access to it if you have a Switch Online, which I'm sure a lot of people do. So, um, you know, it's not bad to, to go in there and, you know, you could put a half hour or an hour in and, and sort of get like a real good feeling of what the game is sort of all about. And, you know, then you could sort of elect if you want to continue further or not. But uh, but yeah, I mean, a, an interesting game for sure. And um, it's sort of cool that they're keeping it alive by bringing it, you know, on the, the online for more people to check out. So. Yeah, and I'd I'd pretty much echo everything David said. I mean, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that uh, takes us into last call. And uh, th- way before we get to last call, I have uh, an interjection to make. Yep. Um, because you guys didn't love my choice of Crystallis for this crossover, I demand that one of you two, one of you three, select the next game for the crossover because i provided a few of them <laughs> uh i think i think we like star tropics pretty well yeah. um I, I can understand it, it definitely feels like more of an acquired taste diablo uh, but, one <laughs> oh don't even joke about that i seriously will play that i'm well, not joking he uh... okay well Perry. well can you get perry to play it <laughs> Like that's the real that's the real i guess because i'm, I'm no trying... he can't uh, <laughs> it's funny because i think perry would like it in re- like I don't know, but anyway, I don't if know. If it's fun, I like it. What, is what it can fun? you play oh, that yeah. on? It, you'd have to download it on your computer or bust out the PS One if you've got one. Oh gosh, I would love it if one of us played the PS One version. I I have played that before. Well, that's but tracking that down that's the with the first console. Way would be another I played story. it, man. That's my yeah, my, yeah. my freaking neighbor had a PS One and Diablo, and yeah. him and my brother would play it, and I was like, this is I this is the game I need to play in my life. 
I need it. Mm-hmm. And they would never let me play, dude. Until one day yep. I was in EB Games and I saw it for the computer and I was like, oh, Mom, please. And for whatever like, reason, I'm, I'm, she bought it for me. <laughs> I'm not joking at all. Like, we, I would definitely do a, a crossover oh, on that game. That, so. I mean, and if we can't get Jerry to play, I think that would still be a really good one because we could all play it together sure. online. Um, yeah. But, you know, which would be really cool. So, That'd be yeah, fun. damn, well, dude. Sit this there is, and ask you questions. It pretty expensive. Eh, thir- no, that's the replacement disc. Yeah, actually, Diablo is pretty expensive on on PlayStation One. At mm. least on eBay, it's like uh, sixty five, eighty bucks plus. Yeah, Oof. I can't imagine they made too many copies of that game. Like, uh, I don't know if it's as rare as StarCraft sixty four, but uh, I very few people played it on PlayStation. I would imagine. Mm. Oh, you can so you so I guess you can get it from uh, Blizzard, right? Like directly? Uh, yeah, that, that's what I would I, I think, actually, uh, funny enough, I'm pretty sure uh, Diablo you get through good old games or, or GOG, mm, right, or whatever. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking. No, you can get Diablo plus Hellfire for 10 bucks. That's nothing. So, okay, we're doing that. Perry, you should play. That's, like, it, that's it's, a seminal, it's a seminal seminal title. Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> two soy milk decafs, baby. <laughs> I'd have to skip. I'd have to skip one trip to Starbucks to afford this game. I oh, think. Okay. I think I could make that sacrifice. And it's online. It is online too. Up, Perry will have to give up one uh, chicken and waffle meal. Hmm. I, I don't know. I think now we're thinking we're asking a little. Yeah, too yeah much, Perry's so. like, I won't do it. <laughs> be, care, be, be careful. Be careful. Can I we'll pay for to... that meal with with Starbucks points? <laughs> I'll have to do some wheeling and dealing later on. See if see if it works out. Yep. But, sounds, but if not, we'll like think of maybe a, one that's a Nintendo game. But anyway, regardless, Diablo has to be done at some point. This is the last call for alcohol this evening. Drink up, drink up, drink up, and order again. This is the last call for alcohol. Get going. David, what's what's last call tonight? So, uh, so last call. Uh, the what got me thinking about it was playing uh, playing a game on the Nintendo Online service, and then with the release of Mario 3D All Stars, I got to thinking that uh, I don't know if if we're gonna get any new systems in the new online service. So that's that's the last call topic this week. Is is there anyone out there that still believes that there's going to be a new system added to the Switch Online, or uh, is Nintendo just gonna drip feed us? Uh, the odd NES and SNES games uh, until uh, everyone just gives up on the service. Like, not not giving up in the sense that we're not going to pay for the service because we need it for the online, but giving up on the idea of, you know, this this being a regular thing they're going to be adding to. Yeah, I- I'm going with a big old fat no. Um, <laughs> could there be potential, like, because uh, it's just not happening. Who are we kidding? Um, you know, you're definitely not getting any... Like, the only thing I could well, potentially see come would be if they went um, N64, which, I, you know, I don't see them doing. Um, I don't, I don't, I definitely, I don't, know, man. I definitely I, don't see them getting into GameCube or Wii. And it'd really be more of a choice. Like, are they going to bring some of these, like, Game Boy games uh, over that, you know, that we saw sort of released on the Wii U, um, something like that? But I, I'm saying no. But I, I, I would say no. But this whole limited time thing with the 3D All-Stars, 
but that's Good not point to but that, an N64 online. See, I and could them see releasing Mario. I see them just piecing that out. It, that would mean to me would be like, hey, I guess you're like, right. It's still oh, like, we're not bucks. going. Yeah, where if you don't want to buy the full collection, like don't worry. Now you could buy each for twenty bucks or twenty. Yeah. You know. No, I know. It, no, for sure. But I mean, like they got if they have a nice new emulator and stuff that they've made and blah blah blah. The only thing is that I'm, I'm kind of taken into the count that like old virtual console, you know, that ecosystem, but that that just doesn't exist, right? This is a Netflix system, yeah. so it's just a stupid system. Let me buy the games I want to buy. Well, I think and let me, yeah, like with yeah. with the Nintendo sixty four, like the, now that we got Super, uh, Mario sixty four in the collection, and like Casey said, I think it'll be probably piecemealed at twenty or twenty five bucks later on, uh, and then it's uh, I'd imagine that we'll probably get something similar to this with like Link's um, like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, where next year during the Legend of Zelda anniversary we'll get a three D All Stars or whatever something similar in the similar vein. So you take those games out of the Nintendo 64, like they'll obviously not be in a system like that, and then you can't have any of the rare games. Uh, like what? Is, that doesn't leave much. Like it doesn't leave enough that I think they would bother making a, a Nintendo 64 emulator for. And then yeah, I don't think GameCube or uh, or the Wii they're going to bother with. Like they've already, like you said, they've got the Mario games off there already well, as well. The thing is with a GameCube is that they can release them at you know. Well, yeah, that, that would be games the thing. For Thirty bucks. Yeah, th- exactly. that's what I think. Yeah, yeah, which I would love. Yeah, so I don't, <laughs> I don't see any system beyond the the Super Nintendo being added into the online system. The only thing that maybe they might do is Game Boy games, but then the, the there's so many Game Boy games that are part of collections that I just don't like. What games would you put in there? Like the the Final Fantasy Legend games are in collections, like. The uh, Castlevania yeah, games are in collections. But Crystallis is in a collection. They, and it's still on they, there. They'd probably just be uh, NES ports. <laughs> yeah, and well, and then and then when you think of like the big games with like uh, Link's Awakening, like they've remastered it, so they're they're not going to be too worried about sticking that in the in a service. Like, I I just don't see. I think this is it. I think NES and SNES is it. Like this is this is as far as they're gonna go. That's that's my prediction. But the, uh, but, well, hold on. But what are they gonna do then with that other backlog of amazing content? What are they gonna do with it? Nothing. I mean, they're not gonna. Do yeah, nothing. Well, it'll uh, one offs and collections like that you have to pay for. I just don't. I don't foresee them adding another system to give us free games. <laughs> okay, so I I've yeah. got a take. I know Perry's gonna agree with. When the Switch Pro comes out, let's say it's next year, next spring, or next summer, they will announce a, a third, potentially a fourth, uh, virtual or uh, Nintendo Switch Online console to coincide with that system. Um, I think it. I think it'd be very, very awkward to stop a Nintendo and Super Nintendo when the Wii U had so many different ones. Right, the Wii U had NES, Super NES, uh, Game Boy Advance, DS, Wii. Um, if you've got five there, even even the 3DS, right? If you consider the Ambassador games as well, NES, uh, GBA, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, um, uh, Super Nintendo, uh, DSiWare, like there there is there, there is this huge back catalog of games that I don't think can just be served exclusively through collections. And we have seen a bunch of games from collections still pop up on these services, right? Uh, Crystallis is in the SNK collection, as Perry mentioned. Um, 
oh, God, what was the other? River City Ransom is in the um, uh, uh, Kunio-kun collection, right? Like, I, I don't think that games and collections will completely deter Nintendo from wanting to do this. And also, Nintendo has mostly shied away from doing collections of their own games. I know we just got the 3D All-Stars, uh, and then obviously we have the Mario All-Stars, which came to uh, uh, the Super Nintendo uh, uh, catalog. But Nintendo doesn't do a ton of collections, right? Like, this does seem like a good place for... I mean, Game Boy still got my vote. I don't know if that's the number one, but I, I'd be shocked if we didn't get at least N64. And if, what I would really hope for is all of the Game Boys, right? Like, if Nintendo's never going to make another dedicated handheld, if the Switch is it, how can you leave Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance games just trapped in the past, right? Well, They're not really getting remastered. And th- na- name a Game Boy Advance game in a collection, in 2020 the game boy advance is like the gamecube of handhelds it just has so many good games on it give me an advance wars collection right now i will give you any amount of money for it dude but i was gonna say but that's the problem though yes because you will pay for it so why would they give it to you for free Mm -hmm. because they're not making like they're not making it but if they do make it they're gonna make you pay for it they're not gonna do it for free well then, how about they? Okay, so that that brings me to this then. I could see them doing returning a virtual console, not calling it that, but maybe, but coming back. A new and yes, virtual you have, console. There you yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I could see no, that. No, but I mean they do that because the they, they have the NES, they have the Super NES. Those are givens, but let's do a new one where sixty-four games are six bucks now or five bucks. Yeah, I was going to say. Then they do, I think with N sixty-four. Um, no way that goes on the uh, the freebies because first off, there are not that many great games on N sixty four worth bringing over, right? And say they're not going to be like. Uh, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say that. I mean, that, that they're going to bring at least thirty, right? <laughs> I don't know, dude. What I'm saying is <laughs> not if, if more. Obviously, I mean, you need to include non first party. Can you what I'm can you name ten? Going to put. They're not putting, uh, uh, you know, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on there because, like you said, I could see something with that going on next year with the collection. But there's just not that many great game, uh, great N64 games. So say they like, oh yeah, let's make this N64 thing for free, um, and we'll bring you know six games over. Then every, well, why aren't you bringing more N64 games over? Where are the other N64 see, I, games? I don't. I just don't. I don't agree. That I mean, I think that you have that. You're saying that. That they're not going to do that because of the Zelda collection. I I think that they totally could totally do that with the Mario sixty four. Put it on there for for you know for ten. But bucks you're not you are misconstruing the the question here. The question is what would be coming to Nintendo Switch Online for free? I, I do I see exactly. N sixty four games maybe coming for for paysies? You know I could you know I wouldn't rule as that a unified out. system. Like, but I'm not like we're talking about. Oh, you yeah. have online here. No, no, yeah, games. I think it's uh, yeah. Hold it's on, a... let let's split the difference here. What about this? What if they introduced a new tier to the subscription? Right, they they're trying to get all these people to subscribe. They want more people in this ecosystem. A la Game Pass, uh, obviously, you know, not it's not offering the same kind of value, but they want to increase the value of a subscription. Okay, they could increase it literally by increasing the price like Netflix has been doing, right? Netflix has different tiers. If you want 4K, if you want more streams on Netflix, you have to pay more money for that. 
what if they introduce like a you know a five dollar uh, an extra five or ten dollars to the normal subscription price? But hey, you're gonna get you're gonna get N64 games. You're gonna get Game Boy, Game Boy Color games, uh, and those are exclusive to holders of like they're not the Nintendo do Switch all the licensing. Yeah, Nintendo I, Nintendo Switch Online yeah. Deluxe Pro account. No, I don't know what the hell I, they're gonna they, call. They, it. It's gonna be a lot of they're not gonna create tiers of online service. Like they they it, barely it, make it's, the, it's a fractured audience. Yeah. You know, plus then I, I, there's a level of expectation where hey i'm paying 10 extra dollars and you gave me two n64 games this year and they suck (laughs) and you gave me you know what i mean like then people are up my final offer my final offer my final offer with the release of the switch pro they announce an increase to the price of the nintendo switch online subscription service however to to satiate people to do um uh, to make it so that people aren't upset about the price increase we're also going to throw in two extra consoles. So it's going to jump from like, what is it, like $20 a year to 30 The family price will go from like 40 to 60 but everyone's going to get two more consoles out D- of it. Does, is I mean, one of the consoles that, the actual but... Nintendo Switch app? Um, and, and they'll just rebrand that and put Mario Run on it? <laughs> yeah. God, I hope I... not. But don't, don't, please yeah, don't. I, I don't think that's happening. I think, I, I think, the likely thing, if they do anything, is when the Switch Pro launches, and they announce their the reemergence of the the yeah the virtual or what do you call it the virtual console. I think that's like that's the best case scenario is that there's a version of the virtual console where the games are like five or ten bucks a piece, and, and you got to buy them piecemeal. I, I don't think. But they've never made they've never made money on virtual console. I, I don't think they're going back to that. I think as soon as they went to Netflix subscription for NES and Super NES. That, that that's them drawing the line yeah. in the sand. Like we're never going back. What percentage? I, believe nah. me, I love virtual console. Like I, I want it. I, I, I would kill to have it back, but it doesn't make money. What, like, what percentage th- of people? They are... make money through subscriptions. What, but do you think that the percentage of people buying the Nintendo online service are buying it because they want access to the old games or are they just buying it because they want to be able to play online? Cause I think it's probably like maybe 10% of the people that bought. I think that might be a, like a high it seems generous. Yeah, I, that's generous. I think it could be closer to five or less percent of the people that buy the Nintendo Online service are getting it for those games. I think ninety-five or more are just Absolutely. getting it because they need they want to play online. But those percentages you just gave are the exact same numbers for people who would buy games on Virtual Console. Yeah. So but- now you 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 just want to make sure people stay subscribed. There's not even that many games on Switch. I think you, that you I want think to play online, right? Like Spl- Splatoon's kind of done. Yeah. I guess you can play Mario Kart. Like there, there's a there's a fair number of games that you don't even need the subscription to play. Like I mean, does Fortnite I think, even need online? No, I don't. Think I, no, so. I don't no. know. It wouldn't. Right. And that's so, the like, only I'll, thing I'll I play of... online. Yeah. My my. <laughs> there you go. Right. Like Animal Crossing. Yeah. I guess. So my prediction is is nothing comes. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's no new, there's no, no I think no system, there's no virtual out. console. Well, no, no, no. I, I think that you kind of what we just played out in the math. I think it's, I think it's, I forget who said it, Casey, maybe that. I think it's just gonna be games like coming, like uh, you know, Final Fantasy VII. You know, like yeah. uh, you know, just coming back, and it's, it's not a unified system. And they're only picking games that they know will sell, and people who want them will buy them, and and then yeah, collections and stuff. I I I just don't think it it makes any sense any other way. Unfortunately, I mean, if it was, I mean, I would love it, but also I would love a GameCube Virtual Console. That would just be 
That would be Perry's dream. But, and, a, and Casey promised me in 2017. He said, "There's no doubt, <laughs> you know, that that the switch is going to launch. Like, there's not any I'm doubt in the world." And I'm flopping, dude. There's no way we get a virtual console. And I tell you what, man. Even if they like, the funny thing is, we argue about this, right? If Nintendo was like, guys, next month we're bringing N64 games to the console, everyone would be like, oh my god, this is amazing. And we'd all log on and we'd put five minutes into one of the games that were <laughs> Donkey released Kong 64 on it. is what uh, it would be. Just and stop. then we'd be like, just dude, stop. that was Donkey so good. Kong 64 and maybe to play Quest some 64 more later. <laughs> And then Diddy Kong I would play so much. I would play so much Smash Bros. sixty four. We have no idea. There's not a chance it, that that's that Smash Bros. is one of those games. <laughs> not a chance. If they brought N sixty four games to Switch, Smash Bros. would a thousand percent. No, be one they'll of those they'll games. stick yeah. that in. They'll make you pay extra for that. I guarantee it. That will be. See, that's a game you actually wouldn't mind spending ten dollars on. The, you know, to just if have. they add, if you imagine if they added online to that game, it would suck. Oh, I'd be over the moon. I'd be over the moon. Don't they need to fix the uh, Super Smash Bros. Yes, online before they, yeah. need, they could get that to work? They need to fix all of their online. So <laughs> if they need to fix their online, this is why they're going to charge more price for the subscription. <laughs> but they're not going to tell people. We're not going to tell people we're raising the price because it sucks. Because we, we, you know, your internet connection with our, uh, you know, you have to have the wired connection. They're going to tell people we're raising the price because you're getting in 64 games now. That's that's it's the excuse to raise the price. True. It's not it's not that people are going to subscribe to get those games. Yeah. It's the justification so they look good. You're, yeah, you're more I mean, optimistic I, than I. Honestly, I mean, I, I'm just I'm totally torn in the middle, where I'm just gonna say it's not gonna happen, but I could just totally see that N64 app on there. I really could, and I could see exactly what you just said. They're raising the price, and oh no, you know, oh dear. But guess what? N64. I could totally. I really Come could on. see that happen. I hope that does Absolutely. happen. All I know is that would be cool. Jordan speaks like a man whose football team is five and zero. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Nothing but confidence over here. We're just Casey. We're just throwing hail marys here, okay? And I'm, everyone, I'm hopeful for everything and right see, now. For you, you're used to those hail marys being completed for long touchdowns. Well, let me bring you yes, back down yes. to earth, man. It yes. sucks. Joe Flacco it and Frank Gore. Sucks. Okay. And <laughs> if we blow it up, just to, just to finalize it, I just want to ask Jordan. I, okay, I want you to tell me Uh-oh. your top Nintendo 64 game that doesn't include. <laughs> Link, uh, yes, Mario, no. or a rare developed game. My my favorite N sixty four game that doesn't involve those characters. Yeah. Uh Mischief Makers is really good. Um I liked uh n- not a rare game, so I can't say Conquer's bad for a yep. day. Can't say uh, Diddy Kong's racing. <laughs> yeah, God, did that's another really good one. Um it's not Diddy uh, Kong's race. It's Diddy's. Because whatever Kong you racing. name here is what that is what would be in it. Because it's not going to be a rare game, and it's not going to be a Nintendo or a, a Link or Mario game. So you got to. They are going to put the eye. Link in Mario games. Yeah, That's Golden a rare game too. It's not going to be in true. there. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon Stadium and po- Pokemon Snap. Obviously, we're getting a remake or re-release of that in some form. Kirby. Pokemon Stadium games. Yoshi. Yeah, Kirby. Uh, uh, Yoshi Story. Yeah, it's okay. I, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of that. One. I'm just trying to think of other games. I, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know, Perry. You told me there were at least thirty of them. <laughs> uh, oh, David, you'll like this. Well, Wayne there are, but you're not letting hockey. me use Mario. Oh, that's got to be Mario a Party hell too, though. Mario Party Two, Mario yeah, Party Three, and the wrestling games as well. Obviously, would be very oh, good. No, Mario Mercy. Kart would be amazing. Dude, Mario Kart 64 is amazing. 
Mario Kart 64 David, is amazing. You, David, half of the games have Mario in them. Even if, even if they're not like necessarily collection worthy, like Pokemon Mario Kart 64 Snap. is not going to be a collection. But yeah, I just I don't know. I don't Pokemon see it Stadium, happening. There's just Pokemon so much Stadium 2. so much licensing hell in the Nintendo 64. I just F Zero so guys, F Zero, Star Fox 64. Yeah, Perry, the, you're giving the reason why they would do it because all of the, so many of the N64 games that are real, excuse me, that are really good are first party games. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So you but I don't know. I don't know why that, that you that's... already own the IP. Just, just why not do it? Well, I don't. I don't know why that has to be a caveat. Well, name other games that aren't first party. Well, that's they're not gonna. I mean, that doesn't matter. I mean, well, I mean the anything. N64 was rare and it was first party, and that's really yeah. all you needed, right? Yeah. There, there were some other games that were fun, but that that those made up the bulk of the enjoyable experiences on that console. Yeah. It's just the way it was. So many people just dropped sixty dollars on three D three D Mario Collection so that they could get Super Mario sixty four. And imagine if six months later, Nintendo says, hey, it's for free now. Yeah, well, that's why they're probably not going to sell it after March, right? Like, exactly. It stand a reason. Exactly. They're going to sell oh, it. There, there has to be some... Re- they're going to sell it, boys. Yeah, there's, there's no chance it's going to be free. You, yeah, piecemeal. There'd be so many people upset that they just dropped $60 and they could have waited yeah. for free. No, it's not free. It'll be 20 or 25 yeah. bucks or something. It, well, yeah. it, Dude, Mario 64, it can't be 20 bucks. That'll be 15 to 20, and then sun, has to be 10 Sunshine will be 30, um, and same with Galaxy. <laughs> it can't be higher. It can't be higher than <laughs> yeah, the price of the collection. It, well, you no, you gonna... get the collection as a bargain, and then if you didn't do that, no, it'll be 10, 20, and 30. Jam, then you got to pay It'll the be Piper 10, 20, boys. and 30. 10, 20, and 30 makes sense. But 10, 20, 30... and 30. Thirty for Galaxy when it was twenty. Uh, what was it? Uh, twenty exactly. It'll be 10, 20, 20. Yeah, I, to, I think ten, twenty, twenty makes sense. Yes. So, so the so the early adopters <laughs> pay ten dollars more. They pay ten dollars. They pay to, they pay ten dollars for the sound test for the physical copy. <laughs> That's probably yeah, what that physical copy, probably what's yeah. going to be. Anyway, guys, I unfortunately do have to get Gideon up. Well, yeah, let me let me hit you out of here with the uh, the outro. Uh, thanks, Perry. You're right. Uh, but this was we were having too much fun speculating. Uh, we we just need to do more speculation episodes. <laughs> There's so much fun. Um, uh, yeah, so I get that takes us to the end of our episode about Crystallis and football and N64 and virtual console and a lot of other things. But uh, you know, we we always uh, and chicken and waffles too. all encompassing. Uh, we always episode. go. We we always go off on tangents uh, when we're joined by uh, two fun friends from a Talking Nintendo podcast. Um, so thank you, gentlemen, for joining us. Uh, always a pleasure to have you on. We need to do uh, we need to keep up the crossovers more regularly because they're such a good time. Definitely, definitely. agreed. Yep. Cool. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll brainstorm a little bit uh, whether we can get Perry to play Diablo or I can get everybody else to join me for uh, Zelda Two, one of my favorite Zelda games. Uh, David, what uh, can, do you want to go through the, uh, the Patreon um, uh, details uh, quickly? Yeah, so really quickly, we got the three tiers. Uh, we have the Warrior class, which is $2 a month, which gets you access to a private Discord channel where you can help make decisions on what games are covered and what topics are covered and that sort of thing. You also get early access to the uh, episodes. The next two classes up are the White Mage and the Black Mage, which... Uh, are five and ten dollars respectively. The white mage class uh, gets the those existing benefits. Plus, you also get um, access to f- uh, free games. So the these could be review codes that come in uh, for new games. These could be old retro games that we have physical copies for that we'll mail out. Uh, could be anything. Could be giveaways. Could be uh, anything that we get our hands on. 
and the t uh, Black Mage class is the ten dollars a month. It gets you all of those things plus uh, producer credit on uh, the th stuff that we produce. So you would see your name in the credits of your YouTube videos. So uh, if you'd like more details on how it exactly works, you can check us out on patreon.com slash the thirsty mage, or you can head over to the discord channel and uh, you can talk to existing patrons to see what the experience is like, or you could just ask us questions direct and we will give you all the information to help uh, make your decision. Fantastic. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the Thirsty Mage podcast on your app of choice. Leave us a five-star review. That would be awesome. Uh, while you're there, subscribe to the Talk Nintendo podcast. Uh, leave them a five-star review as well. Um, where uh, Casey and Perry, where can people find you on, on Twitter or anywhere else if they want to get at you? Sure, yeah. On Twitter, uh, we are Talk Nintendo Pod. That is Talk Nintendo P-O-D. Boom. And uh, yeah. And you guys are always uh, posting when new episodes come out. I think those are, uh, is it Tuesday? Usually? We record Tuesday. Tuesday. Record on yep. Tuesday, come out on Thursday, yep. right? Cool. Yeah, so uh, yeah, d definitely uh, check out the Talk Nintendo podcast if you haven't already. Follow them on Twitter. Follow the Thirsty Mage on Twitter where we're posting episodes, but also links to reviews, uh, YouTube videos, and stuff like that too. Uh, that's at the Thirsty Mage. Um, that'll do us for this week. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening. Thanks to Casey and Perry for uh, joining us. And uh, we will talk to you again very soon. I think we're covering uh, E's Origin uh, next week. Casey should be back for that one as well. It's one of his favorite series. So uh, can't wait to talk about that game with uh, David and Casey. Uh, but that's it, everybody. Uh, talk to you soon. Have a good night. Bye. Oakley dokley. Adios. Bye. boys up north joining us down and uh talking some good old nes goodness um mm -hmm. yeah. yeah good old fun. fun good old fun it's just fun you know f-u-n baby um but yeah that's uh going to bring us to a close here we just wanted to come back and say yo what's up guys no, you, you should <laughs> totally check us out at talk nintendo pod wait, on wait, twitter wait 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 you think you think we're done that's because you didn't realize that we're doing another mystery history. No, I'm just kidding. I was going to say, right. no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, you can find us where? Talk Nintendo Pod on Twitter. That is Talk Nintendo P O D. But only one D. You can also find us on patreon.com slash NWR. That's patreon.com slash N W and just for a dollar, you're going to get a whole bunch of exclusive episodes. We post one once a month, and uh, at this point, we've got a backlog, I believe, of over 12. We sure do. Oh, yeah. As 13. well as Radio Free Nintendo. Have, so yep, for one buck, yep. you're getting a whole bunch of episodes. Pretty good stuff. Definitely want to check that out. And uh, I believe that's going to bring us to an end here. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, Jerry, See. for being Thank here. You. Thank you, those dirty mage boys, for Thank you. being dirty. 
And uh, we'll see you on the next That's one. It. Goodbye. Poodles. The AOL. I was just gonna say you sounded like the AOL guy. Really? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what <good>. I thought. <laughs> Goodbye.